Welcome to Dr. 3, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth in climbing the standard rank ladder. I'm your host, Daring Alkaline, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Dragon Rider and Major Death. You know, I didn't even think about this before we started. Do you have the poll question in front of you, Mage? I, I would assume you did, but I was not on top of that. I think we're going to just wait with that until until our uh, next episode. This is this is a different okay. episode than normal. This Good. is our big card review episode. So no, I do not have it. That's that's fine. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't missing it. So um yes, we we'll, are we'll doing keep you in, we'll keep you in suspense for another week on how you rated the uh the set for as far as power level goes for another week. And uh, just talk about the set this week. Perfect. So we are just going to dive into it. Um, we are going to do a pretty standard uh, set review where we are going to review things on a scale of one through six, where one being bad, two being fringe support, um, three being a strong card, four being very strong, five um being a evil card according to Dave Kosak, like Cube, Kelseth, Zephyrus, and six is O P A F P L Z N E R F. So O P as heck, please nerf. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what that letter means. Yes, yes. <laughs> F means heck. I know what I'm talking yes. about. <laughs> Indeed. Okay. So that is how we are going to do that. We will go down from start um, start with each class legendary, and we are going to go down in alphabetical order. So uh, we are trying something new. We're going to try and keep this to 15 minutes. And uh, now you know our rating system. And Per class. Per class. Per class. class. We're, yes, we're not exactly. You in and out like this is 1600 dust. We're going to be going for a while. Exactly. This is still going to be a long episode. This is not good. We're going to try and not hit four and a half hours like we did last time. So we're, we, we, we try and, we're trying to have a little bit to have more structure this time. So, all right, guys. Well, then let us just go ahead and dive into it and start with Demon Hunter. So. Um, with Demon Hunter, we will start with the legendary Ilganoth. Um, it is a four mana, two six life steal. Your uh, your life steal damages the enemy hero instead of healing you. I have that rated as a four. Um, it seems like a very good ability that kind of already fits in with the uh, the shard Demon Hunter, as it is right now. I, I have it as a three. I think okay. that it's a I think it's an okay card. I think yeah. the body makes it really difficult to kill, uh, unless you have a a pretty beefy minion on board or have a spell to begin with. Uh so from that standpoint it looks good, but I'm not quite sure if that's how I want to be trying to kill uh the opponent. So that's, that's what I'm fair. not so sure about. Yep. Dragon. Okay, I, I have it as a two. Okay. I think this is pretty fringe. I'm not sold on it. I don't like it that much. I know a lot of other people are really hyped for it, but I, I see this being probably put into Soul Demon Hunter so that when you have those war glaives and you buff that up, that's your lifesteal and you hit them for basically double the damage. But to me, that feels pretty fringe, and it also requires you have 
that equip plus all the damage and this. And being at four mana, that also takes away mana for you to use for playing your damage stuff that same turn. Probably not living on board longer than one turn. So I, I have it as kind of fringe. That's fair. I That card I am not sure of. I am also not sure of our next legendary, Zai the Incredible. He's a five mana, five three. He is Battle Cry. Copy the left and right most cards in your hand. I have that down as a three. Um, I feel like it's a solid ability. I'm not sure how powerful that will be. It's going to be, I feel like, a very skill testing card. So I just have it as three. I think it's a. I think it's a solid card i'm looking at this and i'm not quite sure where i would want to play it so i have it as a two right now the battle cry seems powerful you're basically paying five mana getting a body plus getting two cards which on its surface seems pretty good i just don't know where it fits and if you don't have the cards that you want in the left and right hand most positions it doesn't do you as good so i i'm not sure I gave this one a four. I like this one a lot. I feel like I'm complete opposite of you guys. Exactly. That's the beauty it. of these things that we don't know. So it's it's yeah. it's I am fully to admit that I'm wrong on some things, so Alright, let's yeah, now have the fun. Exactly. <laughs> Alright. But I I don't know. I just kind of like it. I think it's gonna get some value people don't expect, and I think that's why I'm excited for it. The, the battle cry is important because the body, you're taking a big hit on the body. And that, and that to me feels like if this was a 5-4, if it was a 5-5 five, five or something like that, then then I could definitely see it being high more. I would rate it higher. I just, I'm not sure I want to give up that much health to, to get the two cards. Okay, so next up we hit, we go into epics with the expendable performers. It is a seven mana spell. Summon seven one one Illidari with rush. If they all die this turn, summon seven more. Um, so basically, I gave this a two. Like I don't. There's not a lot of play for the Illidari cards now. Essentially, you could get fourteen worth of minion damage that turn. I don't know. It it doesn't seem great to me. It seems like eh, I maybe sometime, but yeah. I I have it as a two as well. So we are on the same page for the first time, and uh, it's it. I mean, seven one ones with rush seemed great. If you get additional one ones with rush, but you'd have to be way behind for you to get a ton of value out of this, especially when you're paying seven mana for it. So I I don't see it one that's fair yeah i feel like that's a very fair assessment too um next we have fell steel executioner three mana four three elemental corrupt become a weapon so it becomes a does it become a cop not a copy of the weapon but it just becomes the fell steel executioner is that or the the card changes from a minion to an actual weapon card Okay, so and it just I have heard it keeps any buffs. Yes. Okay, does, gotcha. And it does keep buffs if you were somehow able to buff the minion version of this. Gotcha. I gave it a four. It seems it seems like a solid it's a three mana four three. Um good body. 
uh, turns into a 4-3 weapon um, if you corrupt it. So I don't think you're upset either way you're playing it. So I, I, I think this is super good. So I give it a 4. I think it's a solid card. I think it's a flexible card. I don't think it's something that you're trying to build around. So it's a three in my mind. It's a it's a card that you can put in there if you have room for it, but you're probably not sorry if you can find something better to put in your deck. I gave it a four, and this is probably one of my absolute favorite cards in the entire set. I love this card. I just love the, like Mage said, the flexibility and I, I'm excited to see how people play it and adapt. I think it can I think it's I think it's very cool from the standpoint of it being potential being a minion or a weapon. And so from that standpoint, I think it's really cool. I just I'm not sure if it sees as much play as uh some Fair. other uh four rated cards. Well that that fits with my favorite cards because they usually don't see much play. <laughs> there, there you go. There That's you go. fair. Okay, next up we have the Stilt Stepper. It is a three mana four one uh battle cry draw a card. If you play it this turn, give your hero plus four attack this turn. I had it down as a three. I kinda think it's a two. It's not a good body and there's a lot of what ifs to uh to get it to give you that plus four attack, but it is drawing a card, so I was like, "Yeah, that's probably worth the three. But I'm gonna I'm gonna change my mind and get it a two. I have it as a two. I think it more than likely is probably a one. If I'm being honest with myself, I mean, the I feel like you're gonna want to play this at at least five mana to make sure that you have a reasonable shot at, at playing the card that you draw so that you can get the plus attack. Otherwise, you're paying three mana for a 4-1 and drawing a card, which I guess is okay, but you'd read, there's a lot of other things you'd rather be doing for three mana, so I gave it a two. One. I just felt like... I, as well. I, I just felt <laughs> like the fact that draws a card is makes it a little bit better than a one, so... Okay, next up we have Bladed Lady. This is in the rare section. Um, she has a 6-mana six 6-6 six, six with Rush. Uh, cost 1 if your hero has 6 or more attack. Um, I have this down as a uh, 3. Um, I was kind of torn, but so between 3 and a 4. So I feel like... This is pretty easy to do if you're playing Soul, you know, Soul Shard Demon Hunter, getting your attack up pretty high, and then getting a 6-6 six, six on top of it seems pretty good. So I just gave it a 3 because I feel like it's a pretty solid card. Yeah, it's I have it as a 3 as well. Uh, Marrow Slicer being 4 attack on its face, your hero power being able to do 1. It seems very easy to get this to cost 1 mana. And so then the question is, you know, where does it fit in the deck? How does the deck fit? You know, where does this slot in? What did, what comes out? And I'm not entirely sure where that is right now. Otherwise, I would probably rate this higher. But as it is, this is a, a very strong three. I originally had it as a three, but I think after, after another review that I did and after just kind of thinking about it more, I think I'm putting it as a five. I think it's just really solid. I think it like maybe even borderline six, like possibly needing a nerf, <laughs> like uh, kind That's of exactly fair. what Mage said. I think there's, it's too easy in Demon Hunter to get that high attack. Uh, 
And I I think they're going to end up bumping up the mana cost if they end up nerfing it. That's fair. Could could see that definitely. It, it it's uh can you imagine uh, when twin slice was was cheaper? <laughs> Trying to get that would be gross. Oh, oh, don't, don't, please, no. This is this is not an adult-rated podcast. Please stop. Okay, well, let's talk about something that isn't disgusting. Throw glaive. It is a one mana spell. Deal two damage to a minion. If it dies, uh, add a temporary copy of this to your hand. So basically, you can kind of kill things with it. I gave it a two because you might not be upset to get it off of wand maker occasionally. So, I, I I mean I don't think this like jives with what Demon Hunter wants to do most of the time. So, I feel it's fringy. Yeah, I have this as a two as well. We had a a two mana version of this exact same card for Rogue. It was called Cheap Shot. It never saw play. This at one mana a lot better. Uh, but where it, it's a nice control tool, but uh, you know, is that is the control demon hunter going to be what people are going to want to play, or are they going to continue to play soul fragments or more of a tempo slash aggro style deck? So I kind of thinking the latter, but so I so I give this a two. Yeah, I kind of agree. I think it's two. Uh, I think you might want to combo this with like pen flingers or something, but yeah, it's. Not much more than what you two already said. All right. Next up, we move to the commons. Um, first up, we have Acrobatics. Uh, it is a three-mana spell. Draw two cards. If you play them both this turn, draw two more. Um, I was tempted to give this a five, but I kept it down to a four um, because my, my logic is... Uh, Arcane and Intellect makes it very easily into a lot of different mage decks, and that does that. Uh, it's Arcane Intellect with potentially drawing four cards um, while doing it, so I feel like it probably fits pretty well into like a Tempo Demon Hunter and gives a lot more uh, draw and power to it. I have this as a three. I, I, I like it. I think it's a pretty good card. As you point out, it's a lot like Arcane Intellect. Arcane Intellect finds its way into decks, though it's not necessarily the build-around card. It's just a gr great way to keep your hand filled. Uh, I wonder if this couldn't be put in the deck instead of Voracious Reader, just because it's more guaranteed draw as opposed to... And you don't necessarily have to empty your hand in order to use this draw as well. And so this might be uh, an alternative for, for for Voracious Reader in the deck. But three for me. I gave it a four. I think it's solid. And I think this is a, a pretty good addition. We'll see, though. Skull's pretty good. Yeah, so. it's true. <laughs> that, that's a high bar to clear. <laughs> it really yeah. is. Okay, next up we have a three-mana weapon, Dreadlord's Bite. Um, it is a three mana three two, outcast deal one damage to all enemies. Uh, I have this down as a two. I mean, it, it's got okay body. It's got an outcast ability. I mean, and it's not exactly a great one. So I just gave it a two. It's it's. I guess it's an okay weapon. I have this as a three. I kind of like the outcast what uh, outcast effect deal one damage, especially right now while there's still a lot of lackeys. Uh, in the meta 
So I actually think the power level is going to go down when uh, your of the dragon goes away because there won't be <laughs> lackeys and as many one ones potentially in the in the meta. But uh, otherwise, it's just a three mana three attack weapon, which is okay, but doesn't see a ton of play. I think you still probably want the Warblades, at least in the short term. I gave this one a four as well. I like this one a lot. I like the weapons. Uh, and I, I think it has a decent upside and helps uh, Bladed Lady. Nice. Okay. And with that sound, which I'm imaginary putting in, we're going to go to the lightning round. We got a minute left in this class and we got some cards left to get through. So let's just give our rating for them. So first up, Fell Scream Blast is a one mana lifesteal deal one damage to a minion and its neighbors. I have it as a two. Is it two as well? One. Fair. <laughs> Fair. Then we have Insatiable Fellhound. It is a three mana, two five demon, taunt, corrupt, gain plus one, plus one, and lifesteal. So it becomes a three six. I have this as a two. If it's a three, I want it to be played. <laughs> two. Okay. Next up, it sounds like I'm the only one. (laughs) (laughs) It is. So next up, we have Line Hopper. Uh, It is a three mana, three four minion. Your outcast cards cost one less. Uh, I have this as a four. Uh, I think making the outcast cards cheaper. So, yep. Uh, I have it as a three. I think seems okay, but could be better with better outcast cards. Two. Okay, so then we have Redeem Pariah. It is a two mana, two, three. After you play an outcast card, gain plus one, plus one. Um, I gave it a two. My two as well. Three. Yeah, there's some upside to that card. <laughs> All right, then we have Relentless Pursuit. It is a three mana spell. Um uh, give your hero plus four attack and immune this turn. Um, I gave it a four, so I think this is strong. Two. I'm not. I'm not seeing it. Four. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time I didn't see it. That's right. Well, maybe we're wrong, and you're right. I there's a. I've heard a lot of people say the the same thing as you, Mage. So you're not alone there. Yep. And then finally, we go to Renowned Performer. It is a 4-mana, 3-3 with Rush, Death Rattle, Summon, 2-1-1, Assistance with Taunt. Um, I gave this a 2. I mean, I want to give it a 1, but I just gave it a 2. It's a 2. I'll give it the 1 for you. Don't worry about (laughs) it. It's a 1. Thank you. I appreciate that. Hey, there we go. All right. So, Mage, you want to start us on Druid? I am resetting the clock. All right. We're going to start in the legendaries with Graybo. Is that how that's pronounced? Five mana, four, six taunt. Death Rattle, give a random friendly minion. Death Rattle, summon Graybo. I think it's Graybow. Graybow? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I give this a three. This card, it looks annoying as all heck if you play aggro. So you're going to see it on Jandis Barov way more than you want, I think. Uh, otherwise, but I, otherwise, I'm not sure where it, what deck it goes into right now for Druid. 
Yeah, I gave it a three as well. It's got an annoying body, so <laughs> I, I think it's okay. Yep, three for me. And I've been saying it as gray bog, so I don't know. <laughs> We're all saying it differently. <laughs> Who knows? Well, that was real, qu- real quick, that's how you, sp- like, when you say, like, rock, you know, the uh, when the bow breaks, that is bow. Like, yeah, so that's what that is. In my opinion, I could be wrong. Well, I can tell you the next one is Kiri, Chosen of Aloon. It is a four mana 2 2 that says Battle Cry, add a solar and lunar eclipse to your hand. We'll be talking about solar and lunar eclipse in just a little bit. I gave this a two. I love the spells that you get from the Battle Cry. I am not loving the body on Kiri, the card itself, and not sure if I want to put that card in my deck. I gave it a five. I think you play this just to get those cards. I I think it's good. I have it down as a four. I think the yeah, I I th- I'm the same mind that solar and lunar eclipse are good enough, and you just get an extra copy of them. So and I feel like that's fine for what you get. I'm just gonna put solar and lunar eclipse in my deck and just be done with it. <laughs> Uh, in the epics, we've got Scenarian Ward. This is an eight mana spell that says gain eight armor, summon a random eight cost minion. Uh, I give this a three. I, I thought maybe this might be a alternate for a guardian animals style deck where you're trying to ramp up quickly to that eight mana spot. And then this could be something you did instead of, uh, instead of the guardian animals or maybe this is part of a big druid deck or something like that it seems okay to me i gave it a three as well i figure it's just fine i mean it's eight armor eight drop it seems okay i gave it a four uh and i rated this a little higher because of cards like the eclipses and uh lightning bloom so you can actually get this out earlier Uh, that's true otherwise if those weren't in i think it'd probably be a three yeah, I just I was thinking of it in a vacuum. Yeah. S- solar Eclipse with this. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, quite a bit. <laughs> guess the weight is a two-mana spell that says draw a card. Guess if your next card costs more or less to draw it. I gave this a one. This I don't give out ones cheaply. This I gave a one. I don't get why you would want to play this card over almost any other card in Druid. Um, I gave it a three. I'm not saying you put it in your deck, but I feel like there is, there is potential there for it. And it's still a draw one card for one, potentially draw two cards for one, which is better than wrath. So I gave it a four. Uh, when I was first seeing it, I rated it probably like a two, but I've, I've liked it. The more I look at it, I think you're guaranteed at least one draw. Uh, you're probably playing this in a deck where you can get the second drop pretty easily, though, like a big druid or something where, where you kind of know what your stuff is. Yeah. Exactly. That's my thought. It, it it definitely could be better than I'm giving it credit for. And I'll be the first to admit if I'm wrong. Uh, moving into the rares, it is a fizzy elemental. It is a nine mana, 10, 10 elemental with rush and taunt. Uh, I mean, 
it's a big dumb thing that crushes. So it's a two because you don't usually put big dumb things even with rush in your deck. So unless they do something even more powerful than this. I mean, I assume you take it in the arena pretty much every time you see it, but yes, I also gave it a two. Yep, two. Moon-touched amulet is a three-mana spell that says give your hero four attack this turn, corrupt, and gain six armor. I mean, this seems... We've seen cards like this before, and I feel like they saw play back, and I'm trying to remember the name of the card now. Uh... But I gave this a three. I think it's a solid card. It definitely fits in like a spell deck. Uh, allows you to control the board, gain some health, that sort of thing. So three. I gave it four because six is a lot of armor. <laughs> um, yeah. Like yeah, so like Oaken summons and it's like a combination of Oaken summons and bite, and it's not yeah. hard to get a four cost card played above that in Druid. So yeah, I gave that, I gave it a four. I think it's a real solid card. I think it's really good. I gave it a two. Here we go again. So <laughs> we're all over the place. <laughs> no. You're, we, we brought you on for differing opinions. And so far you are living up to that there, Dragon Rider. <laughs> it's great to be different. Umbral Owl is a 7-mana 4-4 beast with Rush that says costs one less for each spell you've cast this game. Uh, we've seen this before, this cost reduction for, for spell use, and it tends to see play. This has Rush, so it can affect the board state. I think this is a solid card, and we'll see play. I gave it a 3. I went to two just because I don't see, like, where you put it into a deck. Because, like, you have to actually have time to play it. And you're not going to play this thing. I, I don't know. It just doesn't. It's I could be wrong on that. So I, I, I went with two on it. I also gave it a two. I think maybe you can see a way to fit this in, like, Survival Druid and buff it up. But at the same time, generally, you're not going to be wanting to play a bunch of rush stuff and you're probably already playing your five cost beasts with that you're not playing this so i don't know yeah i guess i guess i just felt like uh you were playing a, a fair number of spells already to reduce its mana cost and then it's just finding a spot in a deck for it and if you can then it seems like it would be pretty solid but uh, moving on to the commons, we have a fair arborist. It is a three mana two, two that says choose one, draw a card or summon a two, two treant, uh, corrupt do both. Uh, it's a, both are okay effects. Uh, if you get both of them on this three mana, it's. I guess even better, but I'm having a hard time seeing where where this goes. So I gave it a two. I gave it a three just in the vacuum of what it does. Um, it, if you get it corrupted, you get four four worth of stats and draw a card over two bodies. So I'm like, it's not bad. I think it's a little bit more than a fringe card, but I, I have no idea where it goes. I think you're absolutely right on that one. Yeah, I gave it a two as well. I think. Mean the card I'm thinking of when I see this is kind of like Rising Winds, 
I think Rising Winds is a little better because it's a little bit more flexible. Uh, but that saw some play, but pretty much only in the one specific deck. So I went with two for Fringe. Yeah. All right. Now we get to the Eclipse cards. We get, we'll start with Lunar Eclipse. It is a two mana spell that says deal three damage to a minion. Your next spell this turn costs two less. So it's basically free if you're going to cast another spell this turn, which seems really good. Uh, I gave this a a very high three, but I could definitely see this being uh, a four or or so. So three for me. I actually went up to a four on this one just because I feel like the it's it's the less flashy of the two, but the effect is super solid still. So I feel like. Yes. This this just slaps into almost any druid deck and makes Kiri very, very interesting. So Sure. Yeah. Well, I went all the way up to a five. Hey. I this on a five. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it's I think it's pretty good. This is uh kind of like lightning bloom. I mean you're getting basically another two mana for the turn. Uh you're not gonna be overloaded. You can't use it, you know. Like you still are spending the mana and you have to put this in. You have to have a minion on board to use it. That's the kind of downside I see, but I I still feel like it's it's definitely gonna get slotted in and used. I was gonna say the that's the reason why I didn't give it a five, is because it has to target a yeah. minion. That's so fair. that's that's why I kept it at four. I, li- I like this, but the th- the thing that I think of is we have Bog Beam, which arguably does something similar, just in a little different way. The advantage to this is you can use it before turn seven and still uh, not disrupt. So the question is, when do you think you need this three damage? Do you need it before tur- you get to seven mana or after you get seven mana? And uh, yeah, I, so I I don't know. I, I gave it a three. I did not, however, give a three to Solar Eclipse. That's the two mana spell that says your next spell this turn cost or casts twice. I almost gave this a five, but instead I gave it a very high four. I think this is going to be a problem card at some point and may end up getting nerfed. See, I gave this a five because this is straight up stunner. Like if Vargoth didn't come with a body um and there's just a neutral spell that said you're you know cast a spell twice at the end of the turn like that would be in every deck ever imaginable so like i feel like this is just a universally good effect like no matter what it is it's going to be solid so i feel like this is definitely a five i could see that yeah i gave it a five as well uh yeah just you're going to have some spells you want to cast twice. Uh, I'm looking at you, Scenarian uh, Ward and Survival. Oh, yeah. That's going to yeah. be gross when someone does that. Oh, we can uh, get the the whole KT combo where you go KT, <laughs> yeah. uh, Bog or whatever, Lunar Flare, Solar Flare, Survival of the Fittest, bam, bam. <laughs> Here's plus 8 a and everything. Enjoy that. Okay, uh, I'm probably hedging my bets. It's probably where you guys have it, but uh, I, I, I do agree. I think this is going to be a problem card at some point. For sure. 
Okay, well, we got we got done with Druid under time, so uh, you want to go into... I feel it's very fitting that you get Hunter, so... <laughs> um, actually, speaking of that, I think today I noticed I am 80 wins shy of 3,000 Hunter wins. Nice. Ooh. Yeah, I'm getting up there. So let's go ahead and talk about Hunter, the first legendary here, six mana, four, four. Uh, Maxima, Blastenheimer, Battlecry, summon a minion from your deck. It attacks the enemy hero, then dies. Uh, I put this one as a two. I think, you know, she probably fits in a deck, but it's going to be pretty fringe. And you really have to tailor the deck around her, I feel like. Yeah, I gave her straight two. Like, I... I... I, the only reason I didn't give one because there's future potential, but right now she's hot garbage. I gave it a two as well. A death rattle deck seems good. I mean, I love it if you can get, you know, pull a death wing from your, from your deck or maybe a mech that's later on in this list. Uh, th- those would be some good options, but you just don't have control over what this pulls from the deck and then it dies. Yeah. All right, the other legendary is Rinling's Rifle. Four mana, two attack, two durability. After your hero attacks, discover a secret and cast it. A solid five from me and the other favorite card in the set. Love this card. I can't wait to play it. I gave it a, I gave it a solid four. I think it is... Um, a very, very, very solid card. I don't think it's broken. I think it's a fair cost, which is why I don't give it a five because it's fair for what it does. So I, I, I like it a four. Not a six. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. I gave it a solid three because I think it is a good card. I think it'll be a nice performing card in the decks deck or decks that it's in i just don't think it's as key as maybe some other cards in those particular decks and it's not really a finishing card uh, it's just a strong support card so i gave it a three all right and uh, moving into the epics we have a two mana spell don't feed the animals give all beasts in your hand plus one plus one corrupt give them plus two plus two instead uh this one I don't like. I gave this a one. I don't like it. I just I I think hand buffs are too slow, and it's also specific to beasts. So I I don't know. I don't like it. I I honestly I gave this a three. I like if there's the reason why I gave it a three was because if there's a deck that wants to play beasts, this seems like a solid card to add to it. I'm not 100% sure on that, but like I could, I, I fully admit I could be way off on this card. So, um, yeah, that's what I got on that. I'm going to split the difference and give it a two. I like how inexpensive it is, so it's easy to corrupt. We've seen a Beast Hunter deck work in the past, though right now I'm not so sure if the tools are there for it to be there. So, but we have, this will be in there all through next year as well. So there could be a time uh, before this rotates out of standard where this could could be viable and could be an important part of the deck. So I gave it a two. All right. The other epic is an eight mana spell, Jewel of Nazoth. 
summon three friendly death rattle minions that died this game. Again, I gave this one a two. I think it goes in a death rattle hunter deck. And other than that, you're probably not putting it into another style deck. I gave it a one. Like you can, you can expect to be like, I can afford to play this for nine in priest. That's no, this is not, this is a priest card that somehow got mixed up into hunter one. I like it. I gave it a three. I think that it's, we've seen death rattle hunter be a thing uh, before, obviously uh, when there was a death stalker Rexar card in addition, so we won't have that again anytime soon, but I think between the neutrals and some of the uh, death rattles that you would that that you can play in Hunter right now, I think this this could see some play. And if it does see play, it's going to be a key part of that deck. I absolutely agree. All right, moving into the rares, we have the Dark Moon Tonks, seven mana, eight five mech. Death rattle, fire four missiles at random enemies that deal two damage each. Uh, this one I have as a three. I think it might slot into even like Highlander Hunter. Maybe it's a little wonky with like the pull Celts because you want to be drawing brand. So that's at the same level, but I still think it's fine. And finding this off of some sort of effect where you get a random seven cost minion is going to be pretty gross. <laughs> I have it down as a two. I mean, I think it's fringy, and that's pretty much it. So I think it might see fringe play, but I don't see it more than a two. Uh, I give this a three. I think that it's a big enough body for the mana cost that you don't mind playing it. The death rattle is really interesting to me. It obviously synergizes real well with the Jewel of Nazoth. So I definitely think the taunt goes in a Jewel of Nazoth deck. What else goes in that deck? I'm not entirely sure. Okay. Uh, the next one is a three mana spell. A petting zoo. Summon a three, three strider. Repeat for each secret you control. Uh, this one, this one is, is interesting to me. Um, but I gave it a four. I think it's pretty solid. And the reason I give it a four over like a two or three is because it actually says summon a three, three strider period. And then there's the other effect. If this was just summon a three, three strider for each secret you control, I think this would be a lot worse, but you're still getting a three, three for three and then plus maybe more okay well i misread that card i did not realize you got the initial three three so yeah i feel like this is probably a four because if you can i mean six six worth of stats for three if you just have one secret up like you can probably pretty reliably have one secret up at that point in time but um even then you're not too upset to play it four of three mana, so I, I like it as a as a four. It's just a really good card. I, I have it as a four. Feels easy to get good value out of the card. As you point out, you get one three three body just by playing the spell. Uh on turn five, you can even play a secret to ensure that you're getting 
two off of this. And so then it starts to get to be if you had any other secret up, then you're talking the uh, the hunter spellstone, which was good enough to get nerfed. So, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, this could this I think has the potential of being a very, very good card. All right, next one is a, a five mana five five beast, a trampling rhino, rush after this attacks and kills a minion, excess damage hits the enemy hero. Uh, this is basically trample from magic uh, for anyone that's played that, but. Yeah, this is... I don't know. I personally like this. I think it's okay. Like I gave it a three. I went to a four on it. <laughs> I think this... I mean, it's a no. solid... I think it's a solid body that c- clears a spot on the board and also pushes damage face. It feels like everything Hunter wants to do. Like, it, if it can't go face immediately, you have rush. And then it the excess damage, you could potentially do up to four damage in one shot on top of a five five you know what i mean so i think it's i think it's a solid four it is it is a beast and it might be in that beast deck that you want to play with the corrupt uh don't feed the animals but i give it a two i feel like if you're paying five mana for a rhino you want one that gives all your beasts charge (laughs) which which we already have uh in in the classic set so I'm not sure where this sees play, um, so I gave it a two. I think I'm slotting this in my Highlander Hunter, and okay. uh, I, you know, I just thought about the interaction of this plus um, True Aim Crescent. You can play this, rush it, and then hit into something else. This hits into that minion, so you get a lot of extra value that way. But Ooh. that's, you know, True Aim is just True Aim's good, <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, uh, moving into the commons now, we start with Dancing Cobra, a two-mana, one-five beast, corrupt, gain, poisonous. Uh, this one, I'm not too hot on. I gave it a two. I am I am super hot on this one. I gave it a four. I feel like if it, if it is what I think it is, then it probably will get nerfed down to a one-four, because we've seen... How many one-fives have we seen... Uh, survive nurse and just think about it that's not a hard card to fit into a highlander hunter deck and it's not hard to corrupt and it's a one five body like you said crescent if you do that drop it and have the crescent name you get to destroy something for free the turn it comes down so i think this is a very solid card so yep that's where i'm at I agree that it is a strong card, especially if you can get it corrupted. The five health for two mana is just ridiculous. However, I don't see necessarily where you're slotting this in. Uh, But it is a beast, so maybe it's a beast for your Beast Hunter deck. But I gave it a two right now. Okay, and the next one we have Mystery Winner, a one mana, one one. Battle cry, discover a secret. Uh, this one, I like this one. I gave it a three, and I'm considering maybe giving it a four. But the one, you know, the one one body itself. Uh, but discovering something didn't even have to start in your deck. You can possibly play a secret that you know your opponent's not going to trigger, and then on three play that petting zoo, 
now all of a sudden you have two three three striders right on curve and who i like this well keep in mind you used to play secret plan which was a one man a spell nobody discover a secret so now this is a one one plus discover a secret i gave it a three i was tempted to go up to a four it seems like a very early card. The only reason I go to four is because there's so many good one drops right now for Hunter. So like, I think this is a solid three. I dare to tread where you guys don't. This is a four. This is going to be in almost every Hunter deck that isn't going primarily face. It is just too much value. It is a, it's easy to play at any turn. And you're, if you're playing any secrets at all, it's it's going to help you uh, help you with those uh, things like petting zoo and that 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 allow you to get even more value from those secrets. All right, the last one we have is a secret, two mana. Open the cages. Uh, secret when your turn starts, if you control two minions, summon an animal companion. I love this one. It's a four for me. I'm definitely going to be trying this one out. This seems, this seems, I love Animal Companion though. I've been playing it like in all of my Hunter decks recently. So it's like, okay, this is cool. I like this. I feel like this is a win more card. So I gave it a two. Like, I think like if you are constantly keeping two more minions on the board, you've probably already won. So I, I just, I don't think it's particularly good and it doesn't, it's it doesn't disrupt. It just causes your opponent to do what they were probably already going to do anyways. So, like, so I had this as a two, um, but hearing Dragon Rider and you daring your your opinions, and I have now changed this to a three. And, and the re and also I I played a game against this card in duels, and it was one of those situations where I knew I didn't want to attack the minions out of fear of snake trap. And suddenly those minions got even more difficult to deal with because of a Leoc or an additional huffer that I didn't have any, uh, any way of really dealing with either. Uh, it's, it just feels really tough to play around and, and, and can be very punishing, uh, if you're, if you don't want to interact with the opponent's minions, which a lot of times with Hunter, you don't necessarily want to. That's fair. All right. Next up, we are going to go to Mage and we will start with Deck of Lunacy. It is a legendary two mana spell. Transform spells in your deck to ones that cost three more. They keep their original cost. I gave it a one. I know it, it says cl cl can be spells from any class. It's just too random. It's it, it's it's silly. You might cast it out of desperation from uh, evocation, but you're not seriously putting this in your deck. So I gave it a one. I gave it a two. I, I I'm not sure that this is uh, if this is a, a a thing you actually want to be doing. But I think at least, at least initially, it's going to see some play, and there's definitely going to be some Trollden highlights that are going to come as a result of this card, which I think is great. Uh, but it's probably not a real competitive kind of card. Yep, 
I think uh, we we did talk about this previously, and we got the confirmation that it is just random spells, like from you know any class. So for me, that now becomes a one. If it transformed into just mage spells, I think this would be completely on the other end of the spectrum. It would be definitely a five. But yeah, just putting random stuff into your deck, yeah, it's a one. Not very good. Okay, next we have Sage Seer of Dark Moon. It is a six mana five five minion. It is Battle Cry. Draw one card. Upgraded for each friendly secret that has been triggered this game. Um, I I was torn on this, but I ended up on a three, and I think that might be a little bit high too. I mean, by turn six, if you got a bunch of secrets triggered, I, I don't know. I mean, like, this could be a six mana, you know, five five that draws two cards, which I guess is all right. So that's why I gave it a three. I gave it a three as well. There's lots of uh, cost reduction on secrets right now because it doesn't have, you don't have to play them. They just have to have triggered and so that to me actually feels like it makes this a little bit better uh i think you could easily get uh three or four cards off of this and you might have to play it before you get five or six depending on how your hand looks and that sort of thing so uh i i think it's i think it's gonna see some play i gave it a four i like this one and i gave it a four before i got to well my one play test uh, because I did do the pre-release thing this morning, and you can play with the recent deck recipes, and I ended up playing as the Secret Mage recipe that they have. Top decked this on six, okay? So I'm sure that's how it's going to work every time. Top decked it on six and got to draw four cards. And I was like, ooh, a 5-5, five, five, draw four? Yep, that seems good. <laughs> so I'm sticking with my four. That's fair. Okay, next we go to Epic, and we have a 4-mana four 4-4 four, four, Occult Conjurer. Battle Cry. If you control a secret, summon a copy of this. Um, I just gave it a 3. Um, it might creep up to a 4, but I, I mean, it's a pretty solid. If you're playing secret, you're going to play this card, so. I gave this a 3 as well. It it's, seems it's okay, as a four mana four four, obviously a lot better if you can get the battle cry. And if this is in your deck and you can play it, you're probably playing with secrets. So it's just a matter of getting it when you can get the battle cry. Yeah, I gave this a two because I think I don't. Well, I don't know. I guess it only fits in if you're playing secrets. Like if you're not playing secrets, you're probably not playing this. But I think in the secret deck itself, it's pretty solid. All right, then we move on to Rigged Fair Game. It is a three-mana secret. Secret, if you t- didn't take any damage from your opponent's turn, on your opponent's turn, draw three cards. I give this a two. I feel like it's... I feel like it might be a little bit of a ask to get that done, but um, I could be wrong on that. I could be underestimating, So, but I get rated a two right now. I rated it as a two as well. I I don't see why you would want to play this over any of basically just about any other secret right now. And so I I don't know how you at some point you can't put every secret that Mage has to offer in the deck. So something has to go and this would be it for me. 
I gave this a four. I like this one a lot. <laughs> uh, I think I think it's great. You're making the opponent choose between damaging you or not damaging and giving you extra cards. And in my experience, mage getting additional cards has always been really bad if you're playing as the person who is against that mage getting all the cards. Okay, next up we have, uh, as we move into rares, Grand Finale. It is an 8-cost spell. Summon an 8-8 elemental. Repeat for each elemental you played last turn. Um, I gave it a 3, but it, this card has a lot of potential to be have a deck built around it. And um, basically flooding your board with 8-8s. And there's some other stuff that got introduced that are elementals in this set. So... I feel like this is a very solid card and pretty much almost enables another archetype for uh, for mages. I give this a three as well. I, I, I see very little reason why you sh shouldn't be able to get multiple eight eights with this. Uh, and the fact that it's a spell means that you can potentially get it cheated out earlier. I'm looking at you, Sorceress Apprentice. Uh, so the only thing question is, is will they stay alive and at eight mana you start to get into the big uh board clear aoe's like twisting nether and uh and that sort of thing so it's it's just a question of whether they can stay alive to do damage i gave this one a two um i'm not really sold on it i think it's it feels a little too restrictive like you really have to set it up and it also has that requirement of you have to be playing the elementals. So is that going to be competitive competitive enough to see a lot of play? I don't know. If it if it is, if elementals are good, then this sees play in that. But for me, it's a two. All right. Next up, we have Mask of Cthulhu. It is a seven mana spell. Deal 10 damage randomly split among all enemies. I give this a four. Like, this is potential board clear. Also, this is a potential 7-mana uh, Pyroblast. This this damage can literally go anywhere and, like, potentially split damage. And I know sometimes you could, you know, lose out on it, but I feel like this is always good on turn 7. I gave this a 2. It's a better Avenging Wrath. Um, more damage for... A lot more damage for just one more additional mana and but avenging wrath doesn't necessarily see much play and mage has a lot more direct damage spells that they could presumably run as a, and aoe's that they could run if they want to deal with minions so i'm not sure when when or where this sees play yep i like the way you think mage i gave it a, a two as well i'm not completely sold on it i also compared it to avenging wrath uh, which has seen some play, but it's it's been pretty hit or miss on when it does or how often it sees play. So I don't know. The only case I see for this is, or that will make it better than Avenging, is the fact that there is a lot of spell damage now for Mage. Exactly. So, okay, so we move on to Ring Toss. It is a four mana spell. Discover a secret and cast it. Corrupt discover two and cast them so i gave this a four i feel like this is just 
like this is good and no matter what kind of mage you're playing and the fact that you get to cast two secrets it's not hard to corrupt so i feel like this is a very solid card it's a two mana discount on two secrets and then starting your deck so I gave this a two. Uh, I could see where you're coming from. I don't like the fact that you have to corrupt it, obviously, to get the second secret. Uh, but it would be bonkers if you didn't. Uh, so I feel like this is going to see play in that secret mage deck. Um, but I don't see where else it sees play, really. I like this one a lot. I give it a five. I think this is is solid. I think you're playing this in... Probably multiple mage decks. Uh, the fact that you get to discover and then it casts it for you uh, feels pretty valuable. Uh, it's not just getting a random one and casting it. Uh, you do get to discover. So I like it a lot. I'm I'm going to be testing this in some mage decks. Sorry about that. I was still muted. <laughs> so next up, we have Cy uh, Confection Cyclone. I uh, have this as a three. It is a two mana, three, two. Battle Cry, add two, one, one, two sugar elementals to your hand. Um, I kind of compared it to Firefly Elemental. I feel like this is good enough. It gets some, some early board presence and uh, also fits in very well with Grand Finale. So... I think this is an interesting card, and I think it's a solid card. I give this a three. Uh, I think this is what makes Grand Finale a potentially um, finishing card, and, and a card that you would want to build around. Um, you're just you're you're definitely playing this if you're playing Grand Finale. It and it's okay enough that you. If there were other elemental synergies and you needed elementals in the deck, this you could do this as well. I gave this a two. Uh, I think it goes into that elemental deck. Other than that, I don't. I don't think you're probably putting it in anything else. Um, I I understand the comparison to Firefly, but also I feel like the meta is just so different than it was at that point when Firefly was good. And it feels like the last several expansions, or last couple of years even, uh, just putting more stuff into your hand, more cards into your hand like this, hasn't been as good. Um, although I will say this is like a this is like a ten or twenty uh, for the artwork. This is, artwork is amazing. This is my favorite artwork, and the the little sugar elementals are uh, cotton candy, which is amazing. It is very good. My favorite art of the set is still Ring Toss. So, anyways, we'll move on to Firework Elemental. It is a 5-mana, 3-5 Elemental. Um, it is Battlecry, deal 3 damage to a minion. Corrupt, deal 12 instead. I gave this a 2. It seems... I mean, you pay, you play, like, Anubisoft Defender for 3-5 when you get to, you know, occasionally play it for free. <laughs> I just don't see, like, are you going to really hold your hand to corrupt it to deal 12 damage, which I guess clears pretty much any minion in the game uh, un under bats base stats. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not 100%, but I just think this is a fringy card. So I gave this a two as well. Uh, obviously, the battle cry 
um, when it's corrupted is amazing. I mean, we played the four or five mech that did 10 damage uh, with, when, when you reach 10 mana, and that was like a premium style card. Um, the question I have is like, if you're playing mage right now, uh, you you would play this if you're running elementals in the grand finale, but like if you're going to pay five mana for a three, five, more than likely you're going to want to play Cobalt Spellkin instead uh, because it gives you spells that you're potentially going to be doing something with instead. So I, I'm not sure if this sees play beyond an elemental mage deck. I give this a three. I think it's good in maybe a Highlander or some kind of fairly controlish style mage. Um, and I'm looking at the, the 12 damage as especially if it's a meta where there's other slower decks. Um, I'm looking at like dragons or there's quite a bit in this set and the last set that put out eight eights. So killing an eight, eight and getting your own body on the board seems good. All right. And finally we have game master. It is a two mana, two, three minion uh, with the text that says the first secret you play each turn cost one. Um, I gave it a three. I mean, I think this is a really solid card, um, and it obviously has a very soft taunt on it. You could potentially put out a two, three, and a secret on turn two, or a secret and the game master on turn three. So I feel like this is a pretty solid card and is a must deal with a lot of the time. So maybe this is a three as well. Um, it might be a two though. It it goes into the secret. If you're playing a lot of secrets, you play this. I'm not sure that it sees play elsewhere. Yep, I gave it a two for exactly what Mage said. All right, well then, next up, we have Paladin. Mage, you want to lead us into that path? All right, we're starting at the Legendaries with High Exert Urel. She is an 8-mana 7-5 battle cry. If your deck has no neutral cards, gain Rush Lifesteal, Taunt, and Divine Shield. Uh, this is a fantastic card. It, it immediately slots into Pure Paladin and could potentially... I don't... I, I, probably just Pure Paladin because of the no neutrals. Um, so I, I did give it a four because it's a finisher card for that now. But uh, curious what you guys think. I gave it a three. I think it's a really solid card um, if you're running Pure Paladin. So... I mean, I feel like it's a solid card that doesn't run every Paladin deck, so that's why I gave it a three. I gave it a two, because to me, that's fringe. That literally only goes in one deck. I mean, you might be able to slot this in a deck that's playing just a few neutrals and maybe has some cycle or something, uh, but it is an insanely strong card on its own, but to me, that no neutral card requirement... Uh, makes it that too okay next up we have lothraxion the redeemed he's a five mana five five demon that says battle cry for the rest of the game after you summon a silver hand recruit give it divine shield uh we're seeing a little bit of silver hand recruit synergies in this set uh this is really powerful to give all of them divine shield even after this is killed off. 
I gave it a three. I think I think it eventually it, it's it's a pretty powerful card, and I think uh, I, I think it's going to see play. I gave this a five, and here's why: because buff paladin playing buffs in paladin is what you're doing right now. You're playing Libram's, you're playing Hand of a Doll, you're you're buffing your minions and giving your tokens a divine shield, giving them an extra hit either keeps them on board or allows you to make a valuable trade with them. I think this is a really stupid good card. Um, and it's literally just a 5-5 five, five for 5 that you don't have to do anything else. You don't have to pay for it. It's a 5-5 five, five for 5. Okay, body. And then it does something for the rest of the game. So I think this is super duper powerful. I'm going to go the opposite. And I gave this a 2. <laughs> I think you probably only put this in decks that uh, you're playing the Silverhand Recruits and you want to do more with that. But I definitely did think about what Daring mentioned uh, when I was writing this, but I still don't know. I feel like you're playing other things instead of this uh, to support. And the only time I feel like you really want to be making sure that you have something on board or that you can get a a buff off like that is late game when you're just have like top decking and you do your hero power and then that spell. Cause you probably want to play your spells on some other minions instead of the silver hands recruits. Okay. Uh, hammer of Nauru is a six mana epic weapon. Three, three attack, three durability that says battle cry summon a six, six, Holy Elemental with Taunt. So six mana, three three attack weapon, and a six six taunt. Um, in you're basically getting the weapon almost for free if you're if you think of the vanilla stats that you're getting on the minion with the battle cry. Um, it doesn't seem really expensive, but it's not cheap either. It can help you corrupt some things. I gave this a three. I think it's gonna see. I think it's gonna see some play in a couple different decks. I gave this a two. I see it as fringy. Like I think it. It's a six mana for a three three weapon. So, uh, I mean, to be fair, you get a six six elemental. But if that gets dealt with, it's not like it has rush or anything. So if your opponent's able to deal with it, then it's just like, well, it's a three three weapon. I just paid for so. Well, I'm, again, going to go a little bit opposite. I gave this a four. I love this card. Uh, I think this is... I'm a big fan of trying things like Highlander Paladin. Uh, I try that every expansion, so I'm going to be doing that. This, to me, fits in there. Uh, And again, doing that Fireside today, the recipe was uh, a Nazoth, like, Menagerie Paladin that used this. And that was the elemental that came back from Nazoth. So that was kind of cool. Uh, but I like it overall. I, I think it's sweet. It's also a weapon. So Dawn's going to rate it higher. <laughs> yeah, I love weapons. <laughs> the other epic is a spell. Oh my Yog. It is one mana secret that says when your opponent casts a spell, they instead cast a random one of the same cost. Uh, this to me is good disruption. Uh, I think it, I, we talked about it last week on the show. I think this is better earlier in the game than than later. Um, 
I think it, I think it's a three. I, I don't think it's necessarily the first thing that comes to mind when you're thinking about trying to play around uh, secrets in Paladin. So you might, uh, so it might be pretty good. I gave this a two because I don't like. I don't imagine you playing this very often. So I was high. I was high on it when I first saw it, but the more time I've thought about it, I just think it's fringy. Yeah, I gave this a one. I don't like it. I think people are uh, overvaluing the disruption that it could cause. I think like it's too easy to play around as the opponent. Um, but. You know, this seems like a good thing to get off of uh, Hanar as Rogue, so maybe Rogue likes this card. <laughs> Rogue likes everybody's cards, though. So. That is that is completely <laughs> accurate. Moving on into the rares, we have a 4-mana 3-5 Balloon Merchant. It says, Battlecry, give your Silver Hand recruits plus one attack in Divine Shields. Some more Divine Shields. Uh, but this gives it plus one attack as well. Um, makes them annoying to deal with because they suddenly become two ones with divine shield. I don't think that's a like a showstopper or anything, but it, it's okay. I gave it a three. If you're trying to do silverhand recruit stuff, this this probably goes in that deck. I also gave it a three. I mean, I think its stat line's fine. It does something interesting. So, yeah, I gave it a three. I gave it a two. I think maybe if you're doing Silverhand Recruits, you want it in there. But if you're doing it for the Divine Shield, you're playing the Legendary. So maybe you don't want this. Um, I don't know. It's it's a... this, this gives you the Divine Shields before you find the Legendary. True, unless <laughs> you draw this in later game. But there, there you, you, you can run two of these and the Legendary, so... We also have a Carnival Barker, a 3-mana three 3-2 three, rare that says whenever you summon a 1-healthed minion, give it plus 1, plus 2. This is kind of interesting because you have, in addition to the Silverhand Recruits, uh, you have things like uh, Tour Guide and, and that that are, are seeing some play. This would buff the... Uh, noble sacrifice minion that that would get triggered uh so so this extends beyond just the silver hand recruits and could be kind of interesting so i give this a three i think this i think this is something that deserves to be played with and but could potentially lead to a good deck i also gave this a three i feel you're i don't feel like i need to say anything else i think that you did a very good job of explaining it yeah, I also gave it a three. Uh, the only thing I'll add is I want to test this with carpet. There you Ooh. go. Ooh. That, that would be good, too. Uh, snack Run is a two-mana spell that says discover a spell. Uh, restore health to your hero equal to its cost. It's okay. Uh, you get to discover a spell. You get a heal. We've seen that... Uh, We've seen that before. Uh, there was a chess piece. Uh, Ivory Knight, if I believe. Ivory yes. Knight would be the one uh, that would do something similar to this. This is, instead of on a minion, this is just a spell. Pretty inexpensive spell. I'm not sure, though, where it slots in, so I gave it a two. Yep, yep, yep. I gave that a two as well. I, I think it's just, 
it's too fringy and probably the only time you'll see it is when it's generated off of um uh Whiteforge Zealot. So I like this a little more. I gave it a three. Um I'm testing this in like a mid range or a Highlander. Uh, I don't know why. I love Paladin. It's like my favorite class. So I try those every expansion. Uh, and this is like tied for best name because I like snacks. <laughs> there you go. Can't argue with that. Not at all. Uh, moving on into the commons, we have a Carousel Griffin, a five mana, five, five mech with Divine Shield. Corrupt, gain plus three, plus three, and taunt, otherwise known as a big headache. Uh, Pure Paladin likes this card, even though they can already make a bunch of Divine Shields with taunt. Um, There's definitely some mid-range applications to do with this as well. Uh, So it's a nice card if you don't... I feel like it can go into Paladin even if you aren't doing Librem. Uh, things so this might be where you get your 8 8 divine shield if you're not running Librem of hope so i gave this a three i think it's gonna see play i gave it a two uh it just it's big it's got taunt um i don't know it just seems a bit fringy to me so i gave it a two sign me up for this carousel it's a four (laughs) <laughs> I love this card. I'm I'm playing this again in the in mid-range, maybe even a Highlander, but I think this makes a mid-range a little bit more consistent. You can get that kind of turn 5, uh turn 6, 7, 8, 8 uh a little bit more consistently than sometimes you can in Librams because you do have to make sure you draw the Librams, you draw the discounts to get those. So I think you can still get this uh, about the same time as you can the Librams. Maybe you play it all together. I don't know. But I think this is still pretty solid. Sure. Uh, Day at the Fair is a three-mana spell that says summon three Silverhand Recruits. Corrupt, summon five. Uh, we've seen some some other Silverhand Recruit cards. We saw the Carnival Barker that just buffs one health minions. Uh, right now this is one of the best ways this card will be one of the best ways to make a whole bunch of one health minions so I, this definitely sees play with the carnival barker and balloon merchant uh as as a way to get a bunch of minions on the board that said um i'm not sure how good that deck's gonna be so i i gave this a a three for those decks it's a key card in those decks where it sees play outside of that, I don't know. I don't know that it does. I gave it a four just because I feel like this is a build-around card for those decks. Like, I feel like this is why those other buff cards are going to get played. Um, and why, like, Silverhand will be potentially be a thing. So, and I'm... I'm not 100% on that, but that is what I figure. I think it's a really strong card that could potentially summon five guys with Divine Shield at two, you know, two, three. So, seems very good. I gave this a two. I don't like it as much. I think you're only probably playing it in some sort of token-y hand, you know, uh, Silverhand Recruit buff deck. Uh, I don't 
know where it goes outside of that unless something comes along in the next uh, year or two that we see. But right now, I don't see anything outside of that. And the final card for Paladin is a red scale dragon tamer. It is a two mana, two, three murloc that says death rattle, draw a dragon. It's okay. Um, murloc Paladin in standard really isn't a thing right now. Not, not so much. Uh, has been in the past, could definitely be again. Um, there's definitely some murloc dragon synergies. But this is a two for me right now. I also have it as a two. Um, I mean, tutoring effects are always good. So this does something very specific. So if you put something very specific in, and like uh, Dragon was saying earlier, their deck recipe was a Menagerie Paladin. So yeah, maybe this is something that you know can do some work for you. Uh, big shocker, this was in that uh, Paladin deck recipe, so it's in there. Uh, it was kind of sad, though, because this was the only Murloc that was played, so it was rezzed by Nazoth, which was a little little sad, but yeah, I gave it a 2 as well. Same reasons. Okay, now we are moving on to Priest. So, uh, Dragon, you want to start us off with the Priest Legendaries. All right. So, the first one here, Legendary Minion, uh, Gahoon, the Blood God, 8 mana, 8-8. Eight, eight. Battle Cry, draw two cards. They cost health instead of mana. Um, I I think this is pretty decent. I, I gave this a 4. I also gave this a four because turns out Priest likes high cost cards and getting to play a, a high cost cards when they could, you know, I, if only they could heal themselves. Oh, wait, they're Priest. So they can recover. Essentially, it becomes free resources. So, yeah, I think this is a four. This is really solid. I think it's a solid card. I think it's a pretty good card. I think it's probably going to see some play. I gave it a three right now. Because I think that there, there are some in, more interesting options that you might want to play, uh, but it, this seems like it's going to be a really, really good card. Uh, I like that it gives priest an opportunity to leverage their health, which is not something they necessarily get to do. So, all the time, anyway. All right. Uh, the next legendary is uh, another minion. The nameless one, four mana, four, four, battle cry, choose a minion, become a four, four copy of it, then silence it. Uh, this one I like a lot as well. I gave this one a four. I I might even like this a little more than Cahoon, but that's probably my like mid-range uh, play style coming through instead of more of the kind of control slower style of Cahoon. I gave the the nameless one a three. I think that the it's it's very interesting. It's definitely different than than what we've seen. Uh, the I feel like the silence effect isn't going to be as big a deal. Like like we thought, um, Maev was going to be this really big deal, and didn't turn out to be as much. And so 
I don't want to overvalue the silence, but maybe this silence as opposed to um, have it, having a having the card just go away for a couple of turns, maybe maybe this is better. So I gave it a three, but it could be better than that. I feel like it's a three um, because you already have a card that essentially does the same thing, but it doesn't death rattle it. So, I mean, it, I, I'm referring to Mind Flayer cars. Um, so it does something very similar and in fringe cases will be better than Mind Flayer. So I like it as a three. It'll probably see play in um, Priest X. So. All right. Uh, moving into the epics, we have Blood of Gahoon, a nine mana, eight, eight elemental with taunt. At the end of your turn, summon a five, five copy of a minion in your deck. Uh, five. This seems good. In uh, probably multiple pre-stacks. There might be some that don't want to play this, but this seems really good. And especially getting this off of uh, like Galakron's Wit, the hero power, or the invoke effect. Ugh, that's going to be gross. <laughs> um... I just had to think about that for a second. I have it down as a three. I just, it's a nine mana spell and like, or a nine mana minion, which like, I trying to find the words or like what minions I'd actually want to keep playing this. It reminds me of big priest. And I'm like, I just don't know that I have the value minions that I want to pack this in there. So, like, I'll play it off Wit of Galcron, no problem. But I don't know that I want to run it in a deck. So, that's my opinion. Blood of Gahoon is actually making me kind of want to play Priest the first few days of the expansion. That's how wow. much I like this card and the potential chaos that it can provide. The 5-5... Five, five, uh, minion that you get from this makes this feel like this could be a really good value card. Um, and I, I just, it, it's going to be great to res this card, obviously, as well. And so this is a, a big boon as far as a, a res target. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, I'm really excited about playing this card. I gave it a three. I'm thinking it could be a four. And in that deck, it's probably a five. So. <laughs> Fair. All right. The other epic we have here is uh, a spell called Idol of Yasaraj. Eight mana. Summon a 10-10 copy of a minion in your deck. Uh, give this one a three. I think it's pretty good for what it does. I don't know if it goes into every single priest or not. Uh, just because this might be a little slow. And then a, especially if there's aggro or maybe even more mid-range decks in the meta. This is a bit too slow there, unless you really build the deck around it uh, and summon like a 10-10 Kartut Defender or something would be insane against, you know, faster decks. But if you just summon a 10-10 and it doesn't have Taunt and they kill you anyways, this seems a little slow. <laughs> um, I gave it a 2. I wanted to give it a 1. Like, it just, it just feels... I again, I don't think big priest is really a thing, and res priest isn't very good either. So I'm like, those are the only two things that I could think of for this stuff. Like, 
you're not going to enjoy pulling, you know, uh, you know, a six, you know, a ten ten mind flare cars. It's just, it's just a ten ten. I mean, it's okay. I mean, but like, that's really slow. So I think it's a two. I've gone back and forth between a two and a three on this. I I, I do actually think Res Priest, Res Priest was fringe now and has been kind of fringe for for like i think even in ashes of outland it was even a little bit fringe there too i i think it got enough tools in this set to now make it where it is a ladder viable deck and the question is whether or not this card is good enough to get put in that deck and given the fact that you want to kind of curate the minions for a res deck I think this probably does. And, and so in that deck, I think it could be quite good. So uh, three, if I have to pick a number. <laughs> All right. Next one is Auspicious Spirits, a four mana spell. Uh, starting off the rares says summon a random four cost minion corrupt. Summon a seven cost minion instead. Uh, this one I have as a two. I'm not sold on it. I think you probably just want to run the specific minions that you want in your deck. And if you're going for spells, you're probably playing heal or removal. Uh, you're not playing this. Uh, although this being generated by something or discovered and then it being corrupted and pulling out a Tonks that then does some serious work later <laughs> is going to be pretty uh, rage-inducing. You don't say. I mean, we are talking about Priest. Mm, true. Yeah, I have it down as a three. Like, I feel like, I feel like this is solid enough. I... <sighs> I was almost tempted to go higher and lower at the same time because the effect's good. It's easy to hit, but where does that fit in? I don't think you run this. I think you probably just generate it. So, I mean, I think it's probably a two, but I'll stick with a three. Uh, it says summon a random minion as opposed to discover a random minion, which I think makes a huge difference. We know that there's lots of variance uh, at four mana. There's a lot of variance at seven mana. And so the odds of you getting something good are very hit and miss. So I gave this a two. I think that you're oh, probably okay if you generate this and want to just play a card. But other than that, I don't know that you slot this actually into your deck. All right. Uh, the next one is Nazmani Bloodweaver, a three mana, two, five. After you cast a spell, reduce the cost of a random card in your hand by one. Uh, this one I have as a four. I think this is pretty good. You can get multiple spells cast after you play this. And we kind of talked about that five health earlier. Now this is coming out on turn three, but still that... I, I feel like this one might even need a a nerf in probably the health. 
Yeah, I gave it a four as well. <laughs> Turns out priests can cast a bunch of spells in one turn, and it's not reduced the cost of spells in your hand, uh, random spell. It's random cards. So this can hit minions. This can hit whatever is in your hand. So just reducing the overall cost of your hand by doing the things you were already going to be doing is really solid. So yeah, four. So initially I looked at this and was like, why would I want to play this? Uh, or wouldn't I rather play Sethic Veilweaver and go off with my spells with the Sethic Veilweaver? But you bring up an interesting point that it does, you don't necessarily have to target minions is one advantage to this card over the Veilweaver. It reduces cost of cards in your hand. So I have this, I had this at a two, I have this at a three now, and it might be better than that even uh, when it's all said and done. Uh, as you point out, there's lots of cheap spells that Priest can do, so inter- it's interesting. Well, let's keep talking about reducing cost uh, with the next one. Palm reading, three mana spell. Discover a spell. Reduce the cost of spells in your hand by one. Uh, I gave this a five. I think this is really solid. Priest already wants to be playing spells. You get to discover a spell because you're priest and you just keep generating stuff and then you're discounting your other stuff so you can keep doing it over and over and making everybody mad. So why not? We do like this. Um, I was actually going back and forth between a three and a four um, because this is, I mean, it's still kind of pricey for what it does, essentially discovering a spell. So you kind of have to spend three mana to reduce. So you kind of have to have the hand to do it. But it combos nicely with other cards that we've seen. Obviously, the Bloodweaver. So I ended up on a four, and I'm not 100% on that, but it seems really good. I have this a four. This is a good card. It is reasonably priced. Um, I think you're you're paying as much for... like. The spell reduction, I think, is actually more important almost than the discovering the spell. And so it enables things like the like the idol Vyasharaj and some of that stuff to happen sooner. So uh, I think I think this is a very good card and going to see lots of play for. Actually, one thing I do want to mention, I believe this will also discount the spell you discover off of it, too, because you'll discover oh. the spell first. And then that reduction will happen. Oh, okay. Well, then four is absolutely justified. Then that that makes a huge difference. Okay. Uh, All right. Starting off the commons, the next one, Fairground Fool, three mana, four, three, taunt, corrupt, gain, plus four health. Uh, This one, I gave us a four. I think it's pretty solid, but it might be a three. Uh, There might just be better stuff you want to play. I also had it as a four because it, it's a it's a injured blade master that you don't have to heal. So priest already already liked it. So I feel like this is pretty good stats with no little to no downside for the cost. The only downside is you can't play it on turn three. So for everything, so I I like it a lot. It feels like a really solid minion. I have it as a three. I think this card is good enough to see play. I'm just not sure if it will see play. And that and that's gonna entirely depend on I think what everybody else is doing, not just what Priest is doing. Alright, the next one, Fortune Teller, five mana, three three mech, taunt, battlecry, 
gain plus one plus one for each spell in your hand. Um, I'm going to give this one a two. I think it it's again kind of like what Major said for the last one. This might be dependent on what the rest of the meta is doing. Might be too expensive compared to other taunts you can play instead. So, hot garbage one. I'm with I'm with the Dragon Rider. I gave it a two. It's it just I don't know. I don't think I don't think it sees play. All right. The last one insights a two mana spell. Draw a minion. Corrupt. Reduce its cost by two. Uh, yep, this is a four. Again, you're drawing a specific thing, like uh, Daring mentioned earlier, tutoring. And if you get to corrupt this, which is pretty easy, then you're also making that minion cheaper. This is gross. Um, I gave it a five. Card draw in Priest is stupid, and it shouldn't be allowed. <laughs> and it also is a free card draw, essentially. If it's corrupted, it's free. So yeah, I gave it a five. If this is a three, it might be a four. Uh, this goes in the Respiri stack, I'm pretty sure. And uh, yeah, this this seems pretty good. All right. So we are now moving on to Rogue. All right. And we will start with Grand Empress Shekzara. It is a six mana, five, seven minion. Battlecry, discover a card in your deck and draw all copies of it. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know about this card. So the effect seems good, but I am so confused by it, but I give it a four. I, I just don't know. This one's confusing. I think this is a two. I think rogue legendaries are the most difficult to figure out, and this is no exception to that list. There is an equal chance that this could actually just break a deck, you know, break a deck and make it just supremely overpowered. But I'm not sure what that deck looks like or what you're trying to do. So I gave it a two right now, but it could be a lot better. Yep, I gave it a two as well. I, I think there's going to be some fringe deck that uses uh, maybe the Ticketmaster or that we'll see in a little bit. Maybe some other synergy Maybe there's some way you can, like, there's some OTK thing with uh, putting, what's the, the one, is it one cost or two costs that, you, no, that's a minion, isn't it? You select a, co a card and you put a bunch of copies in it. In your that's Tagwego's scheme. Yes. Yeah. Is that a minion only? Yes. Oh, well then never mind. I was thinking you, like, make a bunch of copies of uh, the one cost that deals three damage to your opponent's. And then you just fill your oh, hand with a bunch of those, but Sinister Strike, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, there's there might be some fringe thing, but eh. Yeah. Alright, then we have Ten Wu of the Red Smoke. Um, it is a two mana three two. Battle Cry, return a friendly minion to your hand. It cost one this turn. I feel like this has t too much hype around it and people are going to discover that it's not quite as good as I thought. I think it's still solid, so I gave it a three. I gave this a three as, a w as well. I think it's part of an OTK sort of thing. Um, it's a shadow step effect, but better when it comes to like expensive minions. And so I think there's going to be some sort of combo that, that 
you can do with this that that seems pretty good and it might even end up helping you with the grand empress as well but i'm not quite sure what that deck looks like all right i might be one of the people overhyping it i gave it a five i really like this card um i think people are too focused on the big minion aspect i think there's going to be a ton of kind of just tempo or uh combo activation and different stuff like that that rogue already wants to be doing that this can use and take advantage of um, i mean even putting something in your hand and getting you know more more ticks for your edwin or building up a questing adventure uh, all of those seem pretty good so i like this a lot that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. All right, so next up we have Cloak of Shadows. It is a three-mana spell. Uh, give your hero stealth for one turn. I give it a one. It's just I it literally... I, 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 gave, I gave it a two, but I think you're right. It's 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 basically the... It's, it's like Evasion. Evasion didn't see play uh, or... You know, like a one turn, like when you played the uh, Valera card, yeah. yeah. The, so you get that stealth effect, so you can't get you can't get lethaled uh, that turn. Um, so there is some good, but I don't know that you want to pay three mana for that. Even though like Mage paid ice three mana for Ice Block, Ice Block's better than this. That or is ice, fair. Uh, yeah yeah ice block yep i got the i had the right one okay you did i screwed that up a few weeks ago so i'm i'm concerned i did it wrong this time too okay this is my hot take of the set i gave this a five (laughs) i really like this card i think uh i think people are going to use this and it's going to be crazy and i think you could probably use it in multiple decks um, I'm going to be trying it out just to, just to see. Um, I know I've heard other people mention it though. There's probably going to be trolled in videos of somebody messing this up because it is stealth and not like immune or something. So you do have to make sure you attack with it, like, or attack with your hero if you're going to attack and then play this because if you attack, you lose that stealth. Uh, but I don't know. This is, this is my hot take. I think, uh, I think there's going to be use for this. Yeah, so this, I mean, this, the sound that you heard, by the way, after she said a five on that card was both Daring and I's lower jaw just hitting their our desks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the it feels way too slow for what you want it. Like the only thing I can imagine it being like, oh, I'm going to set up lethal and you can't touch me as weapon rogue. And I'm like. Aren't there other better things you could be doing with your mana than going invisible for one turn? Like, <laughs> it, it just it doesn't feel great to me. So, okay, all right. So let's keep going. We got Malevolent Strike. It is a five mana uh, spell. Destroy a minion. Cost one for each. Cost one less for each card in your deck that didn't start there. Um, I that hasn't really picked up a whole lot. And it's still, I don't know if it's going to pick up. So I gave it a two as a fringy card. I think it's, I think it's okay. Uh, Obviously right now it's like an assassinate, which doesn't see play like at all. Uh, You can obviously reduce the cost 
with a card in this set, Ticketmaster, which is really interesting. Um, I think it, I think this is going. I think this is going to end up seeing more play than Assassinate does. So, but not much more. So I gave it a two. I gave it a one. I just don't like it. I don't think it sees play. Maybe it's like a one and a half, but I don't know. All right. So next up we have Prize Plunder. It is a one mana two one pirate combo. Deal one damage to a minion for each other card you've played this turn. Um, I have this as a four. <laughs> this seems like a very, very solid control tool for very cheap with something Rogue wants to be doing anyway. So I think this is a really solid card. So I gave this a one, and I don't give ones out very much. I, I think this effect, the combo effect is good. I just don't see a spot for it in decks. I think there's other combo cards that you want to be playing. And typically, it feels like the way, at least when I play Rogue, I end up wanting the 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 bigger combo cards end up being the ones that get precedent. So I never have just the one mana to do with the combo. I give out plenty of ones, and this is not an exception. It's a one. Okay. Well, I could be way off on that. So, all right. Next up, we have Shadow Clone. Um, it is a two mana secret. After a minion attacks your hero, summon a copy with stealth. Um, this feels pretty strong, so I gave it a three. I feel like this is a pretty solid secret. I I originally had it a two, and I and I actually think you're you're right on the money with a three because. Again, I played a, a duels match and, and had this used against me. And the fact that the minion ends up being stealth is actually really important and makes it really difficult to deal with. And like if you're playing any sort of like, I think of some of the cards like the 3-1 uh, the that gives you the 3-1 the death rattle um, uh, that is seeing a lot of play, the neutral card. Get it giving them basically a couple minions when just because you hit in with with one, I I, I think this I think this is good enough that it's going to see some play, uh, especially in in kind of an aggressive or could potentially be useful in an aggressive style deck. Um, I give this a three. Uh, when I first read this, I misunderstood what it was. <laughs> I didn't realize it was a minion hitting your hero and you getting a copy of the minion. I don't know what I thought it was, but uh, I don't know. It seems it seems fine, like you can get some value out of it. And I don't know. This is the first, like, for hitting the the hero as rogue secrets, right? So it kind of makes the interactions of what what you want to be doing against the rogue that has a secret up a little more awkward. It seems like it's kind of difficult to play around necessarily. And uh, you can inadvertently give your opponent extra value. And this is going to be really annoying uh, in Miracle Rogue right now. All right. And then we have Ticketmaster as our last rare. Um, it's a three mana four three shuffle three uh, death rattle shuffle three tickets into your deck when draw summon a, a three three plush bear. Um, 
I gave this a two. It feels slow for what Rogue is wanting to do right now. So, if it was a battle cry like the uh, the old one, the I can't remember what it was, but the four mana four four. But this is death rattle, so it has to die before it does it, which means you could silence it. There's a bunch of stuff that can happen to it from now to then. So, I gave it a two. I see it's fringy. I, I like this card quite a bit. Uh, I gave it a three. I, it reminds me a lot of the uh, Thaldore Strider, which I was terrible at That's what I was talking drawing. about, yep. Yeah, I was terrible at drawing the minions out of my deck after I put them in there. This is a death rattle versus a battle cry, but it happens a turn sooner. The minions are three threes instead of four fours, so on the whole, I think this is maybe a little less powerful than that is. But uh, but it still seems really seems pretty solid, and uh, I I want to play I want to play around with this card and see if we can get it to work. I give this a two. I think it fits in some some deck where you want to do the death rattles or you want to have all that stuff in your deck. Uh, maybe you like to work with the legendary or something, but I think it's pretty fringe. Okay, next up we have, in commons, we have Foxy Fraud. Uh, it's a 2-mana 3-2. Battlecry, your, your next combo card this turn costs 2 less. Uh, I give this a 4. <laughs> I feel like this is a really solid card that makes your combo cards cheaper. It's a good body for the cost, and it just, it seems, it, that really seems to fit in. With how Rogue wants to do it. So you could play that and hit, you know, your um, evil miscreant on turn three. And have a much better board than you would have before. There are a lot of cards that Rogue has that are tough to, to figure out how good they are. This feels like it is just a really good card. Rogue wants to play combo cards. This allows you to do that and allows you to do it more efficiently. And so I, I feel like this is going to see a lot of play. Yep, I like this one a lot. I gave it a four, but I have considered putting it at a five. I think this is just yeah. so good. And I mean, in, in some cases, you could even use this as uh, like a turn three, three, two, and a four, four Edwin. You know, in yeah. in some cases, which seems pretty good. This also, I mean, if you think about this, this is exactly like the Lunar Eclipse in that basically you're allowing yourself to add a 3-2 body on top of the next combo, uh, on top of that combo card that you were going to play this turn anyway. Mm -hmm. So this is potentially one extra free tick on Edwin, or it's a much easier way of getting uh, the evil miscreant out, that sort of thing. All right, and then we have Sweet Tooth. It is a two-mana 3-2. Uh, corrupt, gain plus two attack and stealth. I give this a five. Like, I feel like this is the burrowing scorpid for two less. You have a lot that you want to do at three mana anyways. Uh, and you get a 5-2 with stealth um, in a more aggressive rogue. This feels nuts to me. Stealth Rogue was pretty good for a while. The Steel Dancer deck is still actually pretty good, and it, it leverages the stealth minions. 
Um, being able to play a two mana five two with stealth it seems really good. Um, I gave this a three. I think that it's a, it, it's really powerful. I'm not sure that it just slots into every rogue deck though. I, I think it's you want to try and leverage that stealth. Yeah, I gave it a four. I think it's a really solid card. Uh, the corrupted version. I want that artwork on my wall. It's amazing. It is really good. So, and our final card is Swindle. It is a two-mana spell. Draw a card, combo, and dominion. Um, can we go back spell. and look at what's that? What draw did I say? Spell. Oh, you said draw. Draw. A card. Yeah, specifically. Yeah, a spell just, and then a Yeah, draw a spell, combo, and dominion. Uh, if we go back and look at Foxy Fraud here, um, yes, that seems to check out. I gave it a five. It is drawing a lot of stuff, very specific stuff, and you can make it cost zero and get a 3-2 body on it. Sounds real good to me. Sounds like everything Rogue wants to do in life. So, yeah, it's a five for me. I gave this a three. I, I think it's a really good card. I think it can see some play. Uh, I'm not sure if it's if it's ubiquitous across all the rogue decks though i gave it a four but i'm i'm really considering giving it a five i this is such a solid card it's cheap enough you can play it pretty much at any point uh for an easy combo and yeah drawing drawing's also always been good in rogue so seems really good All right, now, Mage, you want to take us down, Shaman? All right, next up is the Shamans. We'll start at the Legendaries. The Legendary Totem, Grand Totem Eyesore, a three-mana O4 totem. that says, at the end of your turn, give plus one, plus one to all other totems in your hand, deck, and battlefield. Uh, I I I like this card. I want this card to be good. I don't necessarily hate the idea of a totem shaman being good. I'm just not sure if this is good enough. Um, you get one tick for sure. I give it a two. It's definitely a three or a four in totem shaman. I guess. Is that, is that going to be good enough? I gave it a two. I, it feels like a one, but like Totem Shaman might like it, so I was like, okay, fringy, so two. Yep, I also gave it a two, but uh, this is the other card that's the fantastic name. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Uh, the next up is, is it Anara? Is that how that's pronounced? Anara Storm Crash, five mana, four, five. On your turn, your hero has plus two attack and wind fury. I feel like there's a lot of variance into where this card could be. It could be a three, could be a four, could be a five. Uh, I ultimately ended up splitting them and going down the middle as a four. I think it's really powerful. You're obviously, you want to be able to uh, leverage that wind fury and attack the turn that you play this. Uh, but it might also just be a finisher to help you uh, close out a game or something. So I, th I think it's good enough. 
Yeah, I have it down as a four. It seems like there's enough weapons here, enough ways to draw weapons now. Um, and worst case scenario, it's a four or five that allows you to hit uh, hit in for four damage over two attacks. So this is just versatile and very strong. So I give it a four. Yeah, I give this a five. This is completely solid. This It's like the fact that it just gives your hero the plus two attack and you don't even have to have a weapon equipped makes this so insane, I think. And like Mage just said, it is versatile, I think, and where it can see play. And even in what's in the meta, you just give your hero a couple of attack. You're against a more aggressive deck that has some small stuff on board because of that Wind Fury. Attack into one thing, attack into the other one, kill two of their things. You can attack the same minion, you know, uh, a Leoc or something, and kill that off. Uh, you can combo it with weapons or other attack and do even more damage. I, it just seems so good. All right, next up is the epic spell, Deathmatch Pavilion. I love that name. Two mana, summon a 3-2 duelist. If your hero attacked this turn, summon another one. Two mana, three, two is okay-ish, I guess. Um, obviously, if you can uh, have attack this turn, that would be better. Not sure, though, if that's good enough to see play. I gave it a two. Yeah, I gave it a three, and it's probably a two. I just gave it the benefit of the doubt with the ways that they can get weapons now, so... I gave it a three. That's funny. I'm I'm thinking I might give this the benefit of the doubt and put it up to a two because I gave it a one originally. <laughs> that's fair. That's that's I I went a little high on this one and I knew yeah. it. So it's I mean, if you have I don't Nara even like the card. Cool. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. I think it's it needs to be tailored a bit to get the most value out of this all right next up is magic fin a three mana three four murloc that says after a friendly murloc dies add a random legendary minion to your hand huh i mean i like murlocs like in shaman they tend to be pretty good uh I'm not so sure about uh, random legendaries. Those could be very hit and miss, but, you know, those could be okay. I just, I don't know. I, I don't know if this sees play. I don't think this necessarily sees play in standard, in wild maybe, but uh, I gave this a two. Yeah, I have it as a two as, as well. I mean, I guess it might make it into a Murloc Shaman deck, but other than that, yeah, it's not seeing play. Yep, two. All right. Uh, into the rares we go. We start off with Dunk Tank. It is a four mana spell that says deal four damage, corrupt, then deal two damage to all enemy minions. This is a fantastic card. This can go face. It can clear a minion. Uh, if it's corrupted, it can do both. 
I feel like this could be put in almost any shaman deck and you'd be happy to play either the regular version and especially the corrupted version. So I gave this a, a very strong four. Um, I like it a lot, but I still gave it a three. I think it's just really solid more than anything. So, but I, I agree with your logic. I also like it a lot, but I gave it a five. I think this is really good. I'm probably starting this in, like Mage said, almost any Shaman deck. Uh, the fact that it goes face is fantastic because that helps like an aggressive or just spell a spell damage heavy type Shaman that you know wants to be sending that to face or killing something larger. And yeah, it seems pretty solid to me. When I think of fours, I think of Evil Miscreant, which just basically is an auto-include unless you find a really good reason not to put it in a rogue deck. I feel like that's the kind of feeling I have with Dunk Tank, is that it basically starts out in the deck unless you find a really good reason for it not to be in the deck. So, uh, Next up is Pitmaster. It is a three-mana one-two minion that says Battlecry, summon a three-two duelist corrupt summon two of them um this is good in a quest deck it is pretty good uh if you can evolve uh minions which we're gonna get to a an evolve mechanic uh here in a bit um but also you know you have the evolve lackeys as well i think this is probably going to see some play so i gave this a three it felt a little fringy to me, so I went with a two. I also went with a two, but I kind of the same decks that Mage said. I think maybe Quest Shaman, maybe some Evolve, unless there's a deck that's Quest and Evolve, but pretty fringe. Whackanole Hammer is a three mana, three two weapon that says after your hero attacks, give a random friendly minion plus one plus one um i i have this as a two it might be a three it depends on how board centric shaman ends up being typically shaman has been fairly board centric i mean they have a hero power that helps them get and keep board um the the plus the, the weapon itself is not, like, overpowered, but the extra plus ones that you can potentially get are, are pretty solid. Um, I don't know. I honestly, I'm not sure. I, I feel the same way about this card, so I ended on a three with it, so. I gave it a three as well. Uh, well I like I like weapons. This seems pretty good. Uh, I want to try to get this down uh, at the same time as Anara, and then all of a sudden I can hit for eight and buff a single friendly minion, maybe just Anara, uh, plus two, plus two, or spread that out. Yeah, seems like a, a sweet turn. That does. I like that. That's good. Cage match custodian is a two mana two two elemental that says battle cry draw a weapon. This looks unassuming. But it is really good. <laughs> You've got you. I, I feel like you're going to have weapons that you're going to want to play in Shaman. 
This helps you draw them. It's very targeted. It's not terrible stats. We play uh, Wandmaker right now as a two mana two two that does something. Um, so this is a fantastic card. I gave it a four. I actually gave it a five. I think you're right. It is very unassuming. It's not flashy, but it does something at the right price, which pretty much all shamans are going to want. Tutoring weapons. So yeah, I think this is a solid 5-5. Five, five, or a 5, excuse me. Yeah, I, I couldn't decide between a 4 and a 5, so I'm I'm right there with you. Uh, yeah, it seems really good. And I, I feel like Shaman has a lot of 3-cost weapons. So... This is also, you know, fills in your curve really nicely, too. Uh, unlike the interaction of Corsair Cash and Wrench Caliber in Warrior, where you do kind of have that turn in between, uh, that does give the durability. But again, this is giving you a minion on board and it's a battle cry. So if you're running multiple weapons, maybe you're doing this in like Quest Shaman. And yeah, seems good. Yeah, cage match into that whack and knoll and then it buffs the, the custodian the following turn. Seems seems pretty pretty solid. Uh, Revolve is the next spell. It is one mana. It says transfer transform all minions into random ones with the same cost. So both sides of the board, they don't go up or down. They stay exactly where they are. They're just different minions. Um, seems like an. I don't. I don't know if you want to play this. I, I mean, I could see some reasons why you might, but like trying to get around taunts and things like that, kind of screw up your opponent's uh, res pool potentially if they're playing priest, that sort of thing. But um, I, I, I feel like the evolve and the devolve were better because you had specific things you were trying to do. This doesn't. This kind of does it because it does it to both sides. You got to want to do that to both sides so i gave it a two i have it down as a two as well i just don't think it does enough and it's just eh, i don't know i don't like it so i give it a two i gave it a one i've heard people make the argument of you know doing uh, like desert hair and then this but at the same time you're just going for still some fairly low cost stuff which for a lot of decks feels like it's going to be pretty easy to still remove or deal with and answer. So I don't really know why you want to be doing this. Maybe there's going to be some crazy synergy in the future, but as of right now, I I'm not seeing it. Sure. And the final card for shaman is storm strike. It is a three mana spell that says deal three damage to a minion. Give your hero plus three attack this turn. For three mana, this seems really good. I mean, we've paid four mana for for dealing three damage in, in a lot of cases. Uh, this to a minion, I mean. And then you're allowed to do three damage, or th get three attack on your hero this turn. I think this pairs really well with the uh, Anara Storm Crash, uh, with the Wind Fury and stuff. And that's... Those two together are only uh, what, seven mana, right? Oh, eight mana. Okay, eight mana, <laughs> and you could do uh, ten damage with, with with across two attacks. I think this is a three, but it might even be a four. 
I have it down as a three, and yeah, I think there's some upside with it. There's a lot that this card does. So, yeah, I, I, I'm leaving it at a three, but I can definitely see a four. I think that's a very valid look. Yep, I am in the exact same boat. I gave it a three, but I'm really considering putting it as a four. It it just seems so good. And if you have a weapon equipped already, then you know, you're just adding that e- to what you can even do. Even better. And, yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, <laughs> this is sweet. Uh, yeah, it seems insanely good. Okay, Dragon, you want to take us through Warlock then? All right. So we have uh, the first legendary is a legendary spell, Deck of Chaos, six mana, swap the cost and attack of all minions in your deck. Uh, this one? <sighs> uh, this this looks like a card that I want to be good, but I gave it a two. <laughs> <laughs> I had to debate. I I think I, I it probably should be a 2, but I'm going to go I'm going to go with my heart and I'm just going to let it be a 3. So, you know what? I I, I know it's not a 3, but in my heart it will always be a 3. <laughs> so the card is a 2, but it is a build-around card that could potentially lead to a brand new deck. And so for that, I ended up bumping it up to a 3. I'm not sure how good that deck is going to end up being, but I also don't want to be the one to bet against that deck either, because we have a really smart community, uh, myself not included, uh, that ha- is really good at deck building. And so I could definitely see at some point this deck, the chaos a chaos deck being quite good. So give it a three, giving, giving our community the benefit of the doubt that they'll figure it out. Yeah. I've, I've heard people talk about putting this uh, with like double plot twist to kind of help guarantee that you draw this and then get, get that stuff going. But I don't know. I don't know if it's enough, uh, but the other legendary is a minion uh, ticketus, a six mana, eight, eight demon, Battle cry, remove the top five cards from your deck, corrupt your opponent's deck instead. I I like this one. I gave it a four. I, I like it a lot. I want this to be good. I'm gonna try this in uh probably a control or Galakrond control style deck and see how it does. Yes, I pr- I think I made myself pretty clear last week on the show that uh, I am all for this. So yeah, I give it a four as well. I think this is a f- super fun card, and I think it's very viable, especially with some other tools I got in this set. I saw Crip playing with this card, and he was doing really well with this deck during the Theorycraft streams uh, last Thursday. It's obviously, I think it's a build around card as well. Maybe not to the same extent that Deck of Chaos is, but you're still, I think it is a key part uh, for, as a win, uh, part of a win condition for, for, for a deck. I gave it a three, a strong three. It, it very easily could be higher than that, though. Uh, moving into the epics, we have a spell, Cascading Disaster, four mana, destroy a random enemy minion, corrupt, destroy two, corrupt again, destroy three. 
Uh, I have this as a three, but I have debated about putting it up to a four. I actually really like this one. And again, if you're thinking about going with a control lock or right now, while Galakrond is still in the meta, uh, you could still kind of stick with that controlling Galakrond style or something like that. And I think this slots into that pretty easily. So I like it a lot. I have it as a four. (laughs) I feel like the control tools are here and this is just a really sick one. So, yep, I have it as a four. Uh, I have this as a three, but uh, again, this I think works with the legendary. It works with Yashiraj um, and it can be a very powerful tool to make sure that you don't fall behind on the board. Uh, so it it's it seems very very good. Oh, I forgot about Yasaraj too. Oh, yeah, I want this back. And it's an epic, so you can play two in the deck. In the anyways. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you're uh, gonna see this three or four times in a Yasaraj deck at least. Oh, yeah. That that kind of makes me like awesome. it even more. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm I'm on board. Yeah. You sold me. All right. The next one is uh, Revenant Rascal, three mana, three, three, battle cry, destroy a mana crystal for both players. Again, I really like this one. I gave this a four as well. I gave it a two just because I don't think Zoo is particularly strong. And without Zoo being particularly strong, this card isn't very good. But I mean... In all honesty, in my heart, I mean, it's probably lands at a three, but I kind of, I may have underrated it when I did. I have it as a two. I, I wasn't actually thinking about it in the stance of, of a zoo deck. It's interesting that if you played this on curve, your opponent would basically go two mana into two mana in, a, in, a, in some cases, uh, which is kind of interesting. I feel like, though, that you don't necessarily want to destroy your own uh, mana crystal in that case. Um, and the you're paying basically vanilla stats. Um, so I'm not I'm not sure if the battle cry is enough to just play a vanilla statted minion. So I gave this a two. All right. Uh, moving into the rares, we have Fire Breather, a four mana, four, three demon. Battle cry, deal two damage to all minions except demons. Uh I I don't know. I I kind of debated about this one. I don't like it quite as much, but I still gave it a three. I I think it can still fit into a couple of decks, maybe a zoo style deck or something that focuses on demons, even if that's like a, a big demon type deck, but the two damage can be hit or miss. I think if it were three damage Kind of like we see with a lot of the uh, like Demon Hunter tools right now in like Soul DH. Like basically anything with three health or less just gets destroyed by that. So I'm questioning the two damage, but it's kind of middle of the road for me. So I gave it a three as well. I I thought it could be potentially a Zulok tool. I thought it could be potentially a control tool. And Highlander Highlander was always happy to play the uh imprisoned observer which did two damage across the board and that was a fine control tool and it came out one turn later so i feel like this is a probably a three so i think it's a solid control tool i would as three mana as well 
uh, you're harking back to the to the desk breaker and the uh, the shatter shard mystic. Um, shatter shard mystic is ridiculous. Uh, this is, because it's three mana instead of four mana. Uh, this compared to the Duskbreaker does one less damage, uh, but it does exempt demons, which you're probably playing, which your opponent is probably not playing. So you can, uh, it, it, it feels like it kind of balances it, it out there. So that was a really good card. The Duskbreaker was, I don't think this is quite at that level, but it's, it's, it's close-ish, and so I think it'll see some play. Uh, the next one, free admission, a three-mana spell, draw two minions. If they're both demons, reduce their costs by two. Uh, I gave this one a two. I think, you, I don't know. I I really debated about this one as well, because you're drawing two minions. You get the cost reduction if they're demons, so then... It's like, do you want to build your deck so that the only minions you have are demons to guarantee the the re- reduction? Or do you just play this to get the minion draw? I, I don't know. I'm, I don't know how I feel about it. So I put it as a two, <laughs> but maybe it could be a three. So I, the way I looked at it, I misread it the first time. That I didn't read the part where it says if they're both demons. I said if they were demons, reduce their cost by two. But since they both have to be demons, I think it's a three because just think about it this way: you you're pay, you're getting of you know life two life taps for the cost of one and a half, and it's tutoring specific minions. So I think that's a good enough to be a three. Or it's an arcane intellect that only draws minions which is arguably um better in some cases uh so and then there's the upside that could potentially be there as well so i gave this a three i think that it's it's solid for what it does there's upside for it to be really good if if a more demon focused deck comes into play obviously helps you find that fire breather if that if that's what you were looking for uh so so that's kind of nice as well so right the next one is wicked whispers a one mana spell discard your lowest cost card give your minions plus one plus one uh i gave this a two i'm i'm not sure where it fits maybe some some zoo style deck uh or tokeny thing but i mean it's not give minions in your hand plus one plus one. So they do have to be on board and you're discarding, I guess, unless this is the only card in your hand and then you can't even play it. But I don't know. feels weird. I gave it a two because I see it as a fringe support card for Zulok. So, yep. Two. I give it a three. I think this actually is a pretty good zoo warlock card. Uh, we played a plus one to all plus one plus one to all minions but you had to destroy a minion on your board you often felt pretty happy to do that you a lot of times have low cost stuff in your hands specifically i i'm thinking of things like flame imps later in the game that you don't necessarily want to play because you can't take any more damage to your face because you've been life tapping or taking damage 
And so this gets it out of your hand and also potentially helps your board. So I think this will see some play, especially if Zulok sees a fair amount of play. So I gave it a three. All right. Uh, heading into the commons, the first one is Minari Mosher, three mana, three, four demon. Battlecry, give a friendly demon plus three attack and lifesteal this turn. I really don't know. This one feels so unique to me that I feel like it's either bad or this is amazing. And I just don't know which way to go, but I gave it a two. And see, I, that's exactly what I thought. So I split the difference and gave it a three. If you'll notice, it is a demon, and so it can be pulled from free admission. You can buff your fire breather. It, I, there's actually enough here that I think a zoo demon lock actually might be viable, and this actually helps you to be able to continue to life tap and continue to play the flame imps and things like that that you maybe couldn't because... Uh, you're taking too much damage. This adds three attack to, to a minion, a demon, and lifesteal, so you get to heal as well. Three, four bodies, not bad. It, it's actually quite quite solid. So I gave this a very strong three. Uh, I just don't see that it sees a ton of play outside of Zoo, and so um, it, it probably doesn't go into the four range for me. Also, it's another tick on your Flush Giant, too. Oh, yeah, because uh, it, it would affect your, your health total, yeah. Okay, uh, the next one is Midway Maniac, a 2-mana 1-5 demon with taunt. <sighs> I don't know. I give it a 1. I don't like it very much. I feel like it's a solid um, Zulok card, so I gave it a 2. Just uh, just like the Mosher, I gave this a three. It is really good for what it does, which is helps protect your other minions. Five health, really difficult to get through. I mean, sometimes the Voidwalker is just really difficult to get through. And if they get to put down both of these, and then they get to potentially add the plus three attack and lifesteal to this, um, that would be really annoying as well. So... Um, I think I think this is I think this is a really good card. Okay. And the last one, Ring Matron, six mana, six four demon with taunt, death rattle, summon two, three, two imps. Uh I'm giving this a solid three. I think the the cost is slightly high, but it is pretty good. Uh I'm just not sure where it goes. Maybe this is like the top end of a zoo deck for some some pressure and kind of sticking on the board uh, maybe it goes in a bigger demon deck that you want to be pulling stuff out but i don't know it just it feels like it's in a weird spot to me yeah i also gave it three because it it's got stick to itness it, it's durable and you get the same exact stats when it death rattles so yeah i liked it as a three so this is the one i'm the least sure about actually fitting into the Zulok deck uh, because it's six mana. It's a little too expensive. Uh, I think you either go with a sea giant 
as the finisher of that deck or the six mana spot is basically helps you with uh with, with draw um so i'm not sure if this sees play so i gave this a two the taunt is kind of nice the fact that you basically get the exact same stats again like you said once it dies means it's pretty sticky but i think about the other six for the scribe didn't see any play and you got four one ones their three twos are obviously better but and this is a demon so it doesn't you know you can fire breather around this without any problems Okay, and our final class, we have Warrior. So we'll start with the Legendaries, and of course we have ETC, the God of Metal. It is a 2-mana 1-4. After a friendly rush minion attacks, deal 2 two damage to the enemy hero. Um, I am not sure on this, but I mean, Warrior does have a lot of rush minions, so I gave this a 3, because I... I don't know. I don't have the big brain to to build this deck right off the top of my head, so I give it a three. It seems solid. I gave this a two. I, I'm not. I I definitely agree with you that Warrior has rush minions. Uh, I'm not so sure if I want to play this to be able to do two damage each time a rush minion attacks. I definitely wanted another ETC. I'm not sure this was the ETC I wanted, though. So, two. Yeah, I gave him a one. Poor, poor ETC. Uh, the the kind of synergy, I guess, or, or style of this card reminds me of Axe Flinger from Blackrock. And, like, Axe Flinger was one of my favorite cards. I loved that that idea. But I, I don't know. This feels a little worse, and it feels maybe harder to pull off unless you really build around it. And since it's a legendary, then you only have one. I don't know. Not good. That's fair. Okay, so next up we have Ringmaster Watley. He is a 5-mana 3-5 battle cry, draw a mech, dragon, and a pirate. Um, I gave this, I gave this a four. I, I'm putting a lot of faith in the tutoring effect that he performs. Um, it seems like it is a card that you build the deck around, essentially with Nazoth. So I, I gave this, I gave this a four. Have it as a four as well. I think that this is a better curator in that I feel like the card's the the cards that this draws are are kind of more in the wheelhouse of of uh, warrior because this is a warrior card i guess they 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 actually picked things that you actually would want to put in the deck there's other synergies that we're going to talk about there's a an end game card that uh that helps you win that game so i think this is i think this is going to see play so this is a four for me yeah, I put it as a three, but it's probably a four just for all the same reasons that you guys already said. Okay, then we move on to the epics. Um, first up, we have Ringmaster's Baton. It is a two-mana, one-three weapon. After your hero attacks, give a mech, dragon, and pirate in your hand. Plus one, plus one. Um, I give this a four. 
It Watley draws them, the ringmaster buffs them, and even if not, it's still a two mana one three weapon, which seems pretty solid still. So I I think this is a, a very good weapon for Warrior. I originally was a four. I think I've I, I think I'm gonna ultimately set on a three. Um with re- for this. I think it's a very good card for the Ringmaster deck and the Nazoth deck that, that you're going to try this in. Obviously, the fact that it can buff three minions in your hand per swing is absolutely ludicrous. And so, I obviously, you're trying to have a Menagerie-style deck if you're running this. And so... It's just a question of, I guess, whether or not that deck's good enough, and and so I I think it will be, um, but this is this probably is as key as Watley is to that deck, um, if not more so, because this isn't the legendary, and you can run two of these. Just one attack on a on a weapon doesn't feel good enough right now, in in uh, in standard Hearthstone, maybe unlike years past. Yeah, this one is another one that I just like, I really don't know how I feel about it because I've given it a two uh, because I, I'm just considering it fringe. Like it, it basically just goes in that deck where you are playing that menagerie stuff. And I mean, if this would be like a two mana, two, three, even then this would be totally insane, but I don't know how I feel about it as a one, three. Uh, you have to make sure that you do have the stuff in your hand to buff historically hand buff things have never really felt that great. Uh, so I, I don't know. I think the only thing that, that might make this a three for me is that it does have the three durability and you can run two copies like mage said. So you're more likely to get those buffs over time, but I just don't know. I, I don't like it as much as everybody else seems to. Okay, and then we have Tent Trasher, which is a 5-mana, five 5-5 five, five dragon with Rush. Costs one less for each friendly minion with a unique minion type. I give this a 4. I mean, I feel like Zuorlock was happy to pay 4-mana for a 5-5 five, five with Rush that discarded a card. Um, even without Hand of Gul'dan. Um, so, I feel like even with just one other unique type of minion... This all of a sudden becomes a very viable, and the cheaper it gets, the better it gets. So I gave it a four. I I was promoting this card last week. I think it's a really strong card for for this deck. Uh, fits in really well. It's actually a dragon, so it can get pulled from Watley. It can get buffed by the baton, uh, so it can be potentially even better than it already is. I think this is a very strong four. Yep, I also gave it a four. I think it's pretty solid, and this might even be a card that you can play outside of like the the menagerie type style deck. Like maybe you play this even in a rush focused deck. Uh, but I mean, five for a five five rush that can be discounted, yeah, seems pretty solid. I mean, you're already probably playing a pirate. You might be playing some sort of mech or can get a mech on the board. Like, I feel like this even fits into a uh, bomb warlock, you know, uh, so, or bomb warrior, excuse me. So, 
Okay, next up we have Bumper Car. It is a two-mana 1-3 with Rush. Death Rattle, add two 1-1 riders with your hand to your hand. I gave this a two because it feels like if you're going to try and build an ETC deck, this would be part of it, and I don't know where else this goes. It also deludes your athletic study pool. I gave this a three. I think this is a mech that you could consider putting in the in the Ringmaster deck, Ringmaster Nazoth deck. It's less great than uh, maybe some other options, but it does the fact that it has rush and can affect the board and gives you extra one ones that can help you affect the board as well. That can potentially be buffed as well. Seems seems okay. I gave it a one. I don't like this card. I don't want to see it. I don't want to play it. Just, just get it away from me. I don't. I don't want it. <laughs> well, you want to talk about a card that I saw as a one? Feet of strength. Give a random taunt minion in your hand plus five plus five. It costs three. This is one and is hot garbage. It is unplayable. So, yep. I don't give ones very often. This is a one. <laughs> Surprise! I gave it a one. Hey, we're in agreement. <laughs> exactly. Yay. That feels easy enough. Um, so then we have stage dive. Draw a rush. Mi- it's a one cost spell. Draw a rush minion. Corrupt. Give it plus two plus one. Um, I gave this a four. It's a, it's a one mana specific tutor. Uh, you probably run a lot of rush minions i mean warrior just naturally runs rush minions so it feels like that that you could easily corrupt it and draw and buff a uh rush minion so yeah i think it's a solid four i have a three i think it's a four this this just there's no downside to this there's only upside to this i feel like and i mean just the one mana draw one a targeted one card is good corrupt it's even better so yeah i think i think you're right with the four i'm just gonna copy paste everything mage just said (laughs) that's fair (laughs) okay all right so let's go to minefield it is a two mana spell uh, deal five minute die the 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 deal five damage randomly split among all minions. I give this a two. I mean, eh, it's just eh, maybe I guess I I I have disdain for this card, and I it's lucky I didn't give it a one. I gave this a two as well. I, it's really good on a body like we've seen in the past, something similar to this, but just uh, as a standalone spell, not so great. I gave it a three. I kind of like it. I think it's pretty solid, and this might even just go into... uh, I don't know. I can see it being played in a couple of of ways. I can see it being played in maybe a... maybe Control Warrior... Uh, if there's a lot of like aggro, because you get to play this on turn two, and and that definitely can really help because there's sometimes where waiting until turn three to play uh, Blade Storm is just sometimes not enough. Um, but I also kind of like putting this into maybe like an Enrage Warrior, 
where you want to actually hit your own things and damage them and then get them buffed up. And so I gave it a three. Okay. All right, let's move on to Stagehand. It's a two mana, three, two. Uh, Battle Cry, give a random minion in your hand, plus one, plus one. I think this is a two. It's pretty yeah, simple. This... It's got okay stats, and it does okay. Like, as Dragon said several times, hand buffing's a bit too slow, so. You left out a key piece to this. This is a mech. So this actually, I think, is is the mech that you probably want to pull and get uh, from Ringmaster Watley. It's the minion you want to buff with the Ringmaster Baton. And it also buffs another minion in your hand when when you play it so i think i think this is actually a pretty good card you're not there's no penalty uh to this card for the battle cry you're just getting a solid creature you're you're getting a raptor but you're also buffing a minion as well and this has the ability to get buffed several times and then you know if you're if you have this buffed up to like a uh uh, a five four for two mana suddenly that seems really ridiculous all right i'm just gonna shake my head i gave this a one i don't know i don't like it <laughs> like like Darren, yep. i just i don't know hand buff i just don't don't like the hand buff stuff i just feel like it's all too slow it's it's never really gotten played the only good thing for this is that it's a two mana three two so it's it's got the body for it but i don't know i'm not sold okay and our last card is sword eater it is a four mana uh two five pirate taunt uh, battle cry equip a three two sword um i i am just okay with this so i gave it a three it seems like a solid to get you a weapon it's got a 2-5 taunt in the way, so I think it's just a solid card down the middle. I think this is a 3 as well. I think this is going to see play. Uh, it You're basically getting 6-7 to seven mana worth of stats for or mana cost stuff for 4, which seems really good. It's another pirate that has taunt, which uh, is kind of interesting in regards to having it randomly get generated um the built-in weapon seems really nice and and could be synergized for some sort of pirate warrior uh situation as well so i think it's a three but i easily actually could see it being as good as a four too so i'm starting it at a four but i might even consider going to a five i think this is an extremely solid card and Personally, I think this is probably the best warrior card of the set. I could see that. So, okay, guys, let's move on to neutrals. So we are done with all the classes, which is awesome. And we're making really good time. So um, let's start out with the neutral legendaries. I'll just read these ones off because... After, we'll probably discuss the first couple, and then, you know, as we get down, there the cards become less interesting. <laughs> so, um, first up, we have Cthune the Shattered. Uh, start a game, break into pieces, battle cry, 30 damages, uh, randomly split among all enemies. I have this as a three. 
Um, it's a it's a it's a deck you build around. It's a very interesting win condition. It is very slow, so I don't know. I, I mean, that could go three can go up and down, but it's very meta dependent. So I give it a three. Go ahead, Dragon Rider. All right. Um, yeah, I gave it a three as well. Uh, it's going to be good in probably a control type slow deck, uh, especially because the, the pieces, I mean, seven damage randomly split among all enemies, deal three damage to all minions, summon a six, six with taunt, destroy a minion. Like it all seems very controlly. Um, I do wonder if someone is going to figure out a way to try to Put this in a deck similar to the Mechathune Warlock that we saw in the past, where they put it in a deck that just is like this and then a ton of draw and just quickly draw through all of this and, and try to get this off faster. But I don't know, like it it seems okay, but I don't think it's insane. I think this is the first five I have in the set. I think this is the control deck finisher. I I feel like if you have this in your control deck, you uh, and can survive, uh, you just win the game. And against another control deck, the person that actually gets to play this first wins the game. And so, I it's it's definitely a build around. It's definitely the finisher. It's definitely a very key part to your deck. Um, you're probably doing. Whatever you're doing in the deck is is probably helping to facilitate getting this card down. Um, so I I feel like this is a five. So I, I I don't know how how many decks it's going to end up being in, but I feel like at least one or two of them probably, and maybe even three or four could potentially end up seeing uh, legitimate ladder play. Okay, then we have uh, Nazoth, God of the Deep. Battlecry, resurrect a friendly minion of each minion type. It's a 10 mana, 5-7, same stats as before. I give it a 3. The effect is random, but you can tailor around it. Um, And I'm like, eh, the warrior... Probably, but I don't know how many else is going to use it. And the effect is good. It is not, like, overwhelmingly broken, in my opinion. So, yep, I give it a three. I put this one as a two, uh, just because I think it, it, to me, it feels a little more fringe. It requires you to build around it uh, a bit more. And I don't really know how many decks want to build around it and play the 10-cost thing. So, like, even if you're playing different minion types, you might have it as as an aggro deck or a mid-range uh, or to complete whatever kind of other synergies work with that. But you're not running this in, in everything, so I don't know. I gave it a two. I think it'll find a place. I this is a four, and I and I think that it is a very... Again, it's another finisher card. It's a, it's a soft build-around. I feel like you end up building around it even without trying to build around it i feel like the swing turn that you can get with it can be ridiculous or it can be just a really good high value sort of finisher 
And what I've come to realize during like Skullamance Academy is that like you have things like pull Celt that make sure that you draw this card. You also have just these like ridiculously random like high cost cards as like single cards in a deck that's much lower curved and and those can work. So I actually feel like in addition to a warrior deck where it seems obvious that this card is going to work, we're going to see one or two versions of Nazoth that are going to work in, in a way that we don't necessarily expect it, where it doesn't look like you're specifically uh, manicuring your deck for a good, a, a huge Nazoth turn. You're just using it as a really nice value play and potential finisher. Okay, so then we have Yasharaj the Defiler. 10 mana, 10, 10. Battlecry, add a copy of each corrupted card you've played this game to your hand. They cost zero this turn. And you only get back the upgraded corrupted versions of it. I have it as a four. I feel like this is the, uh, the nutso, like put everything back on the board swing turn card. So I feel like this is, does that better than Nazoth. So. I think this is really solid and it's going to see some some play in multiple decks. So I gave it a four. I still gave this one a two. I think this is, uh, I don't know. It still feels like a bit of a, a build around. Uh, there could be some control decks that are running these corrupted cards and it's great to get that value back. Uh, again, I just don't know if every deck that is even if every deck's a control deck running corrupted stuff i don't know if they want to fit this in uh but we'll see i think to me this feels like aliciana where like it has seen some play but it doesn't see play all the time in every deck i would give it a little bit more credit than that uh i think that i have it as a four i, I again i think you this actually more so than Nazoth, you obviously want to to uh, set a, set up your deck to get a pretty good value back from this. Uh, we already talked about Warlock potentially being a, a a very serviceable place where you could get a lot of value from this uh, in a, in a control setting. Um, I, I I don't I don't think in order for it to be rated as a four or better that it needs to be in like every class but there's shaman i think um there's there's some other classes that have some corrupted cards that you would love to get uh another copy of those upgraded cards back into your hand and be able to play them for zero and, and in those cases th this is a great value card for that Okay, and the final legendary is Yogg-Saron, Master of Fate. 10 mana, 7, 5, Battlecry. If you cast 10 spells this game, spin the wheel of Yogg-Saron. So I have this as a 4 because I feel like there's um, a lot of different control decks that can easily meet this. And, like, obviously Mage has no problem. And Priest has no problem. And it has a potential game-ending facility to it. So... I feel like this is a four. All right. This is, I believe, the only six I gave, but I gave this a six. I think this is going to get nerfed. And I feel like the way they nerf this is increasing 
how many spells it takes uh, to, to get this to trigger. But it feels so easy. I mean, yeah, you listed Mage, like Priest plays a lot of spells, uh, Paladin with all the Librams, honestly, sometimes even Demon Hunter. I don't know if you want to put this in Soul DH, but you could play this in Rogue. Rogue plays a lot of spells generally. Like, it just feels like 10 spells is too easy to complete for the big payoff you get for playing this. So, yeah. Druid used to play the old Yogg. They could potentially play play this one as well. Yeah. I have this as a five as well. I think that this and C'Thun are, are the two, like, super highlight uh, legendaries that I think are going to see the most play. And I, and I feel like this is the one that actually can get slotted in the most number of decks and has the most uh, powerful effect to it. It also is the one that can potentially happen the soonest, uh, I feel like, or like is the easiest to kind of set up to be an on almost on curve play. It has very much shit feels like the old Yogg. And in fact, there's an outcome that actually does give you the old Yogg. The fact that it has these other options means maybe it's not quite as good as the pre-nerfed old Yogg, but there's no, I don't feel like there's hardly any, um, of the outcomes that you're not happy with other than rod of roasting. And it hits you in the face several times first. That is fair. Okay. Well, let's uh, kind of speed round the rest of these ones. Cause I feel like a lot of them, there's not much to say. So first up we have carnival clown in our epics it is a nine mana four, four battle uh, with taunt battle cry. Summon two copies of this corrupt fill your board with copies um i have it listed as a two i feel like unless you're playing a control deck a very end gamey control deck this doesn't hold much value for you so i give it a two i gave it a three i can see a couple uses for it uh in the deck of chaos chaos warlock switching the attack and cost uh maybe in like survival druid buffing this up uh maybe battle like a quest shaman i don't know i can see some places for it we'll see that's fair exactly i gave i gave it a two as well this the fact that they have taunt actually is really interesting to me um and it seems really annoying to deal with if they get to play it and they're probably not playing it unless it's corrupted which means maybe they're getting it back from yashiraj too okay next up we have dark moon rabbit a 10-mana 1-1. One, one. Rush, Poisonous, also damages the minions next to whoever it attacks. So it has a uh, Cleave ability. I have it listed as a 2. I mean, it does something. It removes 3 minions from the board. I feel like there's easier and better ways to do that. So I have it as a 2. Yep, I have it as a 2. I think there's going to be a place for it, but it's going to be fringe. Love the Monty Python reference, but it's a two. I, it's, yeah, fringe. Okay, and our last epic is Horrendous Growth. It is a two mana, two, two. Corrupt. Gain plus one, plus one. Can be corrupted endlessly. Um, I have it as a three. It seems interesting and something you can keep into your hand as like a finisher. So, I don't know. But I think it's I think it's interesting enough to be a three. I think it's a two. I put it as a two. It, it can get some value, but I mean it's 
even if you make it gigantic, it's going to be real sad when your opponent just freezes it or saps it or polymorph or hex or devolving missiles or, eh, yeah, there's way too many things. I mean, by that logic, why play Questing Adventure Edwin? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I have this as a three. I definitely think this could be uh, just thrown in as the third, 29th and 30th cards into almost any control deck. And you can play it whenever you want. Um, and it's... Do you get... If you play this multi... Or, uh, never mind. I, I was wondering about it being corrupted and getting getting it back. It was just... Yeah. it's a, I have it as a three. All right, now let's let's get some to our rares, and who boy do we have some doozies for you? First up, we have derailed roller co- or derailed coaster. Excuse me, it's a five mana three two battlecry. Summon a one one rider with rush for each minion in your hand. I have this as a two. One. It's not quite hard garbage. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Yeah. I was going back and forth on that one, so in all honesty, I agree. I have it as a one as well. It, it, I don't, I don't, don't see a reason I would want to play this card. Yeah, I was bad just... when it comes off Jandas. Yes, it really is. All right. Well, uh, next up we have Kathir Ritualist. It is a three mana four four with taunt, battle cry, add a random four cost minion to your opponent's hand. One. <laughs> one. I think it's a two. I I don't think it's as bad as um as as it might seem. Um I I think that uh I think I think it's okay and the fact that it's taunt actually is kind of interesting. Okay, and then we have Safety Inspector. It's a one mana one three. Battle cry, shuffle the lowest cost card from your hand into your deck. Draw a card. I have this as a four. <laughs> This seems like a really, really, really good ability on a 1-3 body for one. Yeah, I'll take that pretty much every day in an aggressive deck. So, yep, I gave it a four. I'm sticking with uh, kind of my feelings on the last few. I gave this a one. I have this as a two. Normally, I like one threes, but when I was watching the Theorycraft streams, this just looked really awkward to play, and kind of messed up your hand in a lot of cases um if it was shuffling the a a high cost card or something maybe that would feel different but with lowest cost it just never felt like a good time to play it well i could be wrong on that one so but i think it's very interesting and it looks good to me on paper so next up we go to our commons First up, we have Banana Vendor. Add, uh, it is a 3-mana 2-4. Battlecry, add 2 bananas to each player hand, and bananas are 1-mana spells that give a minion plus 1 plus 1. I have a 2. I also put a 2. I think there might be a deck that wants to take advantage of this with, like, Penflingers or something, but other than that, I don't really know where it goes. Make that three of us. I have this as a 2 as well. I'm not sure where this where this goes to see at play. And if it does, I don't think it's the star of the deck. Next up, we have Circus Amalgam. It is a four mana, four, five, 
with taunt, this minion has all minion types. I have this as a two, so. I gave it a three. I think it's not bad, and it, it might just be a taunt you want to throw in. Maybe you want to play this as a pirate or as something else that, that might be better in a certain deck than the other other bodies of that minion type. It's a it's a nice card for that uh, for a Nazoth deck. Um, so it just seems solid. Yeti with taunt. Uh, it's gonna suck when when the uh, hungry crab eats it. But uh, other than that, it's a it, it's a three. Okay, then we have Circus Medic. It is a four mana three four battle cry. Restore four health. Corrupt. Deal four damage instead. Uh, I have two as a two. I mean, it's a four mana three four that has a very flaky <laughs> battle cry. So yeah, I have it as a two. I like this one. I gave it a four. I see. Uh, I see some uses for it. I like it. I feel like it could be used in a, an aggressive style deck in either battle cry or the corrupt version. So the fact that it's got that. Um... The fact that it's got that versatility to it, I think I think it's going to see some play. So I have this as a as a solid three. Okay, next up we have Claw Machine. It is a six mana six three mech with rush, death rattle. Draw a minion and give it plus three plus three. Uh, I still have this as a two. Uh, I'm not one hundred percent sure on it. I that one I am not. You know I could be one hundred percent wrong on this one. Yeah, I I have it as a two, but I could also see this being very similar to Diving Griffin, which I mean I guess still is kind of a two, but you can use it in a rush deck because it still can die and it draws you a minion. You can use it in a death rattle style thing. You can use it as a mech. I feel like it's more versatile than probably what we're giving it credit for, but I just don't know yet. You're definitely you're de you're definitely giving us reasons to to want to rate this higher. I have this as a two as well. It feels like if this was um, cost less and gave you less. Uh, of a bump to the uh, uh, stats, it might see more play, but I feel like it, it the mana cost just makes this really difficult to find to find a spot for it. Okay, next up we have Costumed Entertainer. It is a two mana one two battle cry. Give a random minion in your hand plus one plus one. I have it down as a one. Wait, does that say plus two plus two? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I gave it a two. I think it can find find some use. Giving something, but again, I don't know. Hand buff. I really don't know how I feel about this. Ugh. I have it as a two as well. I, I think the plus two plus two is 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 actually kind of nice and works really well with like the the shaman quest. Um, but I'm not quite sure what other situations you would want to actually use this in. Okay, then we have the Dark Moon Dirigible. It is a 3-mana three 3-2 three, Divine Shield Corrupt Gain Rush. Um, I have it down as a 3, but it's probably a 2. So, 
I mean, I think I think it does something okay. So, yep. I gave it a three. I I think it's all enough. I think the divine shield is what makes it a little better for me. Uh, just kind of making it a little bit harder to kill, but it's solid. I have it as a two, but definitely could see could see this as being a mech that you would want to uh, maybe buff with the warrior warrior cards and the baton and things like that. Especially, it seems like it's really valuable if he can get it rushed. Okay, then we have Dark Moon Statue. It is a three mana zero five. Your other minions have plus one attack. Corrupt this minion gains plus four attack. Um, I have it down as a two. Um, it seems okay. So I I gave it a two because it feels a little fringy. I think I'm in the minority. I like this. I gave it a four. I actually think it's pretty solid. Uh, and it's it's going to be easy enough to corrupt. You can play two copies. You're probably playing this in token or aggro style decks. Um, maybe even a mid-range deck, honestly. Especially because you can get the corrupt off pretty easy in a three mana uh, four or five that has the, the Leoc effect is pretty good. I think the only way you want to play this is if it's corrupted. I, I can't think of a deck outside of totems that that you would actually want to play a zero zero attack minion so i i have a hard time seeing this seeing play this is a two for me deck of chaos warlock <laughs> <laughs> there you go there it is this, then we have the fantastic firebird it is a four mana three five with wind fury so i think that is a two two this is two as well. This is this is sheer power creep from a five mana three five with wind fury, but I still don't see think this sees play. Exactly. So next up we have Fleet Hoof Pearl Tusk. It is the five mana four four beast with rush corrupt gain plus four plus four. Uh, I think it's a little too slow to be anything but fringy, so I gave it a two. I also gave it a two, but I might bump it up to a three, because uh, this is a solid beast uh, to go with, like a menagerie, uh, Nazoth type deck. Um, exactly. Because it does, if you played it as corrupted, it does bring that back as that eight eight. So that that's a little terrifying. And this is a two as well. Yeah, Yashiraj is. This would also be a good card for Yashiraj to bring back as well. All right. Um... Then we have the Grey Worm, I think, Gyre Worm, I'm not sure, is a 3-mana, three 3-2 three, Elemental. It is Battlecry, if you played an Elemental last turn, deal 3 damage. I mean, I think there's only one deck that's really going to try and run Elementals, which is Mage, so I give it a 2. Yeah, I put it as a 3, I think it's pretty decent, but maybe it is a 2, just because you have to have played the Elemental last turn. I have this as a two. You you don't want to play this without the battle cry, and uh, even then, it's is there better things that you want to be doing instead? So the next one is Inconspicuous Rider. It is a three mana two two battle cry. Cast a secret from your deck. I have this down as a three, just because I feel like it does something pretty strong. Puts a secret up. 
and gives you a body too, so cheaper than what you could get it for, you know, so. I gave it up too. I think you're only playing it in a deck that you're playing secrets. Uh, I don't know. It's all right. I think this works. It seems like it's the best in Mage, where you have secrets that cost three. It seems less good in Rogue, Hunter, Paladin, the the, the more inexpensive secrets. Uh, but I, I think it's good enough to see play, so I gave this a three. The reason why I gave it a three, too, was think of it this way. in in Except for Paladin, in Rogue, and Hunter... You draw a card, you play it, and then you get a battle mage too. So that's kind of how I looked at it. So, okay, Knife Vendor, which is a four mana, three, four, battle cry, deal four damage to each hero. Uh, I have it listed as a one. Four. I love this. I think it's a two. I think it actually might be like a finisher for an aggressive deck. Okay, then we have Optimistic Ogre. 5 mana, 6, 7. 50% chance to attack the correct enemy. So, I also give this a 1. 1. I'd like to be optimistic about this card, but it's a 1. Okay, and then we have Parade Leader. It is a 2 mana, 2, 3. After you summon a minion with rush, give it plus. After you summon a rush minion, give it plus two attack. Um, I have this down as a three. Um, it seems powerful if you're going to play it, but it's probably a two, and I know that. So, yep, same thing. Three might be a two, but I think it can be used in a, in a variety of ways. I have it as a one. I don't think it's as bad as some of the other ones in this set, but I don't I don't see any reason to want to play this card. Then we have Prize Vendor. It is a two mana, two three Morlock Battle Cry. Both players draw a card. Um, I have it down as a two. I could see it at a three, so two. But it's a two as well. I think we can all agree on this next one. It is a Rock Rager. It's a 2-mana, 5-1 with Taunt. Ragers get 1. 1. 1. <laughs> if they do get 1, yes. Okay, so then we have Showstopper. It is a 2-mana, three, 3-2, two. Death Rattle, Silence All Minions. This one is super interesting to me. But I still think it's fringy, so I gave it a two. I like this one. I gave it a three. Um, I want to use this with Broom so that I get the death rattle whenever I want and uh, my opponent can't stop me. Well, that sounds annoying <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh i do the bat the death rattle is really really powerful and the only problem is it's a death rattle so if you can figure out a way to mitigate that by playing it with the animated broomstick then then this is a lot more powerful uh because it would require a two card combo it's a it's a two for me 
Okay, then we have Strongman. It is a seven mana six eight or excuse me, a seven mana six six with taunt. Corrupt this costs zero. Um I have it down as a three. Um because that's pretty much a solid to get a free uh, six six with taunt. But it yeah, so I, I just stuck with three. I have it as a two. I think I'm I'm leaning two as well. I the, getting a free minion is great, but you have to have played an eight mana or higher to in order to corrupt this, which makes it a lot more difficult to get it for, to be free. So two. All right, and our last card before the already known one, Wriggling Horror, which is a two mana two one. Um. It is Battlecry, give adjacent minions plus one, plus one. I actually think this is a three, maybe hinging on a four. Um, this is something that Fungomancer used to do, and I got run very aggressively in the uh, aggro decks. So I, I feel like this is probably good enough to make it in there. It does a good thing. It's got a good body for what it costs. So, yeah. Yeah. Everyone's making that comparison. I don't know. I want to see it in action. Yeah, giving adjacent minions, if you can pull it off in between two other minions, you get plus two, plus two. You're getting four, three worth of stats for two mana, which seems great. But I, I'm not convinced you'll be able to do this all the time without specifically making your deck that way. And I'm giving it, I had it as one. I think I'll give it a two. I think this is a three. I think there's uh, any sort of, um, I, I think it fits in a lot more places than you think it's going to fit. And um, I, the fact that you're not paying, um, you're paying less mana, a lot less mana than you did for the Fungal Mancer. Uh, you're not getting plus two, plus two, but you're still getting that plus one, plus one which ends up a lot of times being really important to help you control the early game. And so like zoo deck, the, uh, the quest shaman, uh, any sort of board centric sort of deck, I think could leverage this card to, to good effect. I'm sorry, guys. I was muted for that whole time, so I apologize for the pause in audio. Our final card is Silas Darkmoon. It is a 7-mana 4-4. Four, four. Um, Battlecry, choose a direction to rotate all minions. I think this is the definition of fringy, so I gave it a 2. Yep, I gave it a 2. 2 as well. Seems... All right. I, I, I'm, never, I, I'm always not playing around it, though. That's fair. Yeah. It's 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 odd to expect that card to come, except for when you just see where you're just trying to yank as much armor as humanly possible. So, mm-hmm. all right, guys, we are at just over three hours for a set review. We kept to our, our guidelines and we did it. We, we got through it all in a very timely fashion. So this feels great. Okay, we're awesome. Um, I, 
this I mean it helped to have a plan going into it. So guys, <laughs> any any last words for this set before we sign off? No, I'm, I'm excited for it overall. I think there's going to be some really interesting like deck building that people do. I'm super interested to see where this expansion takes us. So, and guys, as always this week, um, we just want to thank you for hanging around for a, uh, a lot longer than normal. So, and as always, you've been listening to Dr. Three. Three.